brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This episode of An Unexpected Podcast is brought to you by Charlotte and Ricky Hinton. Thank you. Hello, friends, and welcome to An Unexpected Podcast. I'm Ez. And I'm Lane. And we're talking Togan. We're coming to you from the side of America, beautiful state of Ohio. In a little village, we like to call Amanda. Yeah. That's that boy. Yes, sir. What are we reading this week, is it? Well, this week we're, uh, this week we're tubing at Lake Orthanc as we cover Flotsam and Jetsam. Hell, I thought it was called Orthanc. Well, it was just... Tomato, what, tomato. It is what it is. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Hey, guys. Well, let's um, get into the table of contents. Let's get into the table of contents here. Mm-hmm. That was for you, Goldberry. That's all for Goldberry. That's all from, you know, that was my idea, by the way. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so... Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Floating around. This is what we're doing. We got an episode for you guys, you know, just a (laughs) standard episode, normal, no voices, nothing funny, um, just dry. Rated PG. Dry. It will be PG, my friends. So rest your Um, little hearts. You know, so you guys can just all, um, you know, yeah. Play it from the rooftops. Yeah. (laughs) Make sure it's on your JBL, all right? You know, here we go. Table of contents. So, um, this is, yeah, this is in red. That's a note. That's a note for you. This is in red. So, okay, I'll do that. We do. It was for myself. Have we told them about this, the signature Mm. part of it? Because I, it's still, I, I, we, we share information on so many different places. Telepathically. I can't, I can't keep it straight. Yeah. I text you. We post stuff in the group. We post stuff on the page. Yeah. We post stuff on Instagram. We post stuff on Twitter. We post stuff. Yeah. And did you hear? We go to the Bywater yeah. Post. Right. So we post. I don't know. <laughs> there are times we post. Uh, you didn't even hear my telepathetic comment. You didn't hear it. Telepathy. What did you say? I said we communicate telepathetically. <laughs> That's what I said. Uh, so anyways. So anyways, yeah. Um, we actually have a... A shirt uh, coming to you guys, as yep. you know, and thank you for those of you who haven't checked your Patreon uh, account and 
Uh, check that email. I ask yeah. everyone just to go in there and give me a quick update on shirt size, address, all that good stuff. And uh, we're calling these signature tees. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a signature tee, so you'll see why uh, when you get that, um, you know, here at the end of uh, December, you know-ish. And I might do a little little tease of that. Um, Ezra thinks it's a good idea. I, I agree with him. I think it might be kind of cool to... Yeah. Send part of the image, send it distorted. Super we, zoomed in on one line. <laughs> maybe, maybe, because this, this, you're not going to want to miss this one. I think we have talked about you're not going to want to miss it because it's, yeah, yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. It's going to so, be good. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. Uh, we have, uh, the only thing for Table of Contents really is we have an update. Uh, EAVE News uh, has, a, has a, a new story that uh, they're sharing with us. So that'll be uh, up later on. Really? Yeah. Okay. A little update on maybe some Middle Earth building right here in the United States of America. Really? I, this yeah. is news to me, guys. Yeah. So I'm mm-hmm. just sitting here in the dark. Yeah, uh, buddy. Well, yeah. the lights are on. Right? They are. And can I also remind you to turn them turn off? Turn your clocks back. Before we... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait till we get to quick counsel. You'll see what I have there. <laughs> yeah. uh, so here we go. Now, are we... Uh, we do have a quick little, um, you know, commercial oso thing. We doing that? You ty- you typing into the dog? Wait, do your steer straw again. Do my straw again? Hold on. Why? What? Steer straw. Oh. <laughs> what the heck, man? I'm just drinking my coffee. I like that, to take it easy, Ezra. Yeah. Around the holidays. Lay back. I don't like to think too much about presents and what I'm getting who and what I'm doing where. I like to keep it simple. If you want to keep it simple this Christmas, there's a really simple option out there for you. Unexpected podcast coaster. Yeah, and it also helps that it's made by our man Travis Santaman Sigler uh, and his leather crafting business, Weird Leatherworks, um, out in Oregon. Go out and check out, yeah, go out. <laughs> go to their website, weirdleatherandme.com, W Y R D, and check out that coaster. If you use the promo code UPWEIRD, you get it for 10 bucks free shipping. Merry Christmas to you. Yeah. Exactly. Some eggnog, a little Tolkien leather. Does it get any better than that? We don't think so. No. No. Uh, Travis and his uh, his business partner, Taylor, uh, they're, they're the guys who make le- uh, weird leather works uh, and meadery possible. Um, they recently uh, met their Kickstarter goal, too. And we have a feeling that that's in no small part to you guys. So uh, if you contribute to that, um, thank you very much. Uh, they've met their goal and that a little extra too to, to That's huge. put into That's some awesome. money for, for honey. Some money, honey. Honey money. Um, and remember, guys, Santa employs elves. So let's keep them in business. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. It's very weird. Man, listen but, to that uh, voice. Was Nat King Cole an elf? Maybe. So good. Beautiful. That's actually one of my favorites. Is that the best Christmas song? Yeah. Even gotta be. though it's called the Christmas song. It's kind of redundant. But I, Wait, is it really? <laughs> Nuh-uh. Yeah. It's called the Christmas song. I think it might be my favorite too. Well, Silent Night always gets me. I like Silent Night. I'm not a big fan of Silent Night. It's kind of a downer. It's Well, not yeah. downer. It's just kind of... I can't believe I just said that. Mopey. It's mopey. Huh? Yeah, I can't believe I just said that. I, I really what? don't like it. You don't it, like it? Why, why, why are you apologizing for a song you don't know. like? I don't know. Night. I like hearing British boys sing it. Really? Boys choir. Really? Yeah. No, they probably sing it better than we do. Watch a eunuch. So you know. So yeah. <laughs> Goodness gracious. 
you know, no, seriously. Uh, all right, here we go. So, uh, what else we got, my friend? How are you? Um, are we in quick counsel? We're quicking it up. I got some notes here for us. You see my notes? This my might friend? be the longest quick counsel yet. <laughs> How many times are we going to say it? Every you know? episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, quick counsel, I'm doing well. Good. New man, I'm still talking about it. Uh, the heartburn is gone. Man. And guys, go to your doctors, get checked out. Which doctor? I don't care. It doesn't matter. Uh, make sure you, you know, check it out. So get that heartburn taken. Throw I'm, it into the fire. I'm feeling good. Destroy it. I'm feeling good. It's funny because I actually kind of bonded with my assistant principal over heartburn today. It was so <laughs> weird. Oh, man. Did you speak the gospel to him and get him out to his doctor? Or yeah, was wait, he, he dealing with he, heartburn? He was dealing with it back in the day. And he was, it was funny because he, you know, a little bit older than me. He was just like, yeah, man. Gotta get that under control. Yeah, that acid reflux. <laughs> it's so funny. It'll get you. Uh, but um, it will get you. Yeah. A couple um, quick reminders, though, uh, just for us here. Um, we need to make sure the lights are off. Okay. <laughs> we are going to watch the Grima voice uh, today, yeah. so mm-hmm. we're gonna try to keep that under control. And uh, if I could, my friend, can I can I see your um, can I see your your hand there? Yeah. So Lane and I, just so you guys know, we're holding hands right now. Okay. I'm not sure why we're doing this. Across from the table. Is this a Harry Potter thing? A couple weeks ago, <laughs> Lane said to me that he doesn't like it oh, when geez, I when dude. I touch him. And I have been You feel how stiff my hand is? Dude, yeah, you yeah, do you feel how soft my hand is? Oh, you're are? touching me with your thumb. Isn't that great. Man. Now it's getting weird, isn't it? Yeah. Is that weird? Yeah, is because that was a weird you like just were tapping. You weren't like stroking. Like that no, that's I at least gonna... enjoyable. Is it really? If I you're going to touch would, me, make it make it enjoyable. I thought that, I thought that would weird you out even more. You know, it would, but it feels better than. Are you just uncomfortable? This. Are you uncomfortable right now? No, not really. I mean, yeah, because it's a weird angle. I feel like Hugh Jackson. I feel like we're really tugging on each other I, here. I feel like I'm uh, I'm Hugh Jackson. You're Baker Mayfield, kind of. Yeah, oh wow, that's what I feel like. I don't like that feeling. No. We're going to let go here in a second. All right, let's let's, 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 let's let go. Don't go to Cincinnati on me, boy. So last time, uh, so the the reason I bring that up is, guys, for several weeks now, I've been wondering i've been thinking back to every time i've ever touched lane <laughs> and i'm just like did i offend him like did was he like back in college like you know i used to set screens for him during intramural basketball <laughs> and our shoulders would just like you know he'd run past and like I, i'm sweaty so i'm also like you know soaking wet and i'm That's like so funny he's out there like that that hair I forget that the- dude you had some long hair i did Actually, there was a there was a time before I was losing all my hair back in the glory days. Goodness, um, you know, there's a reason I have a mohawk, guys, is because it's the only one that works with my hairline, the only haircut that it's works beautiful. with my hairline. But anyway, yeah, I had long hair, and there was a group of exchange students. I think they were from like uh, maybe Korea or something. Yeah, yeah. and uh, the, I was known affectionately by them as the Lion Man. Oh yeah, I think I, I, remember I didn't you, know this yeah. until uh, I was meeting Jim in the cafeteria. Yeah, he walked by, I saw him walk by some people, and they were they were one of the groups. Came over and sat down. He's like, "Dude, you know what they call you over there?" I was like, "What?" The Lion Man. I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> so he proceeded to tell me the story about how they called me because of my hair. Yeah, I looked like That's, a lion. It's actually awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you kind of did. You had that, you know, and also you were a Narnia guy, you know. So I think that, that was the inspiration. I think I wanted to be Aslan. Yeah, a little bit. You know? Well, and also Aragorn had main envy had had longer hair. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. I could never touch that 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 beautiful gritty. He made gritty look gorgeous. You know. Yeah. Uh, hey guys, so if also if you have a chance, um, head over to the Facebook group there uh, real mm-hmm. quick. We we are over five hundred, um, you know, members. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, little milestone for us and yeah. kind of fun. Some good conversations happening there. Great memes, by the way. Recently, oh. been very impressed. Unbelievable. Me I mean, just, just the cool stuff that everyone's sharing every week. 
community of support. We have people hopping on all the time. I think it was um, uh, Phil Willis who was yeah. saying, you know, just how great a place it is that he feels he can come. And oh yeah, Willis, man, thanks, dude. Yeah, did what I what I call him? His name is Philip. Um, yeah, we're, we're trying to distinguish between him and Phil. So Phil Seidel. Sorry, sorry, yeah. Philip. Yeah, so we're going Sometimes with Willis. I, you know, Butterbur, I switch names around, and I thought it was, is no, his name Willis Phillips. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. Um, no, and uh, uh, just saying, you know, what a cool place that uh, that we have to hang out as uppers, and you know, we agree with them. It's a beautiful place. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Tory Brown was our 500th uh, group. Really? Yep. So so uh, group member. So we're gonna send her a little something. Um, uh, and we'll try and do that more often. We have some, some trinkets around. I've been trying to clean up the house and get less stuff. And we have some stuff from the Weta Cave that we were given yeah. from the sellers. We also have some stuff from Oxford yeah. um, that we were we were sent by Scott. So right. I, I'm not going to use it. It's just sitting on Nick, the shelf, Well, guys. Nick sent us some stuff. Nick sent yeah. us some stuff, too. So we're going to uh, try and get that out of our hands and sh- share the love. Guys, I don't, Lane there. doesn't even know this. I just went, uh, you know, I pulled a Santa Claus and I went over to uh, a little oh. store called Big Fun in Columbus. Big Fun? That does yeah. not sound real. I'm, it is. It's Big Fun. <laughs> I'm looking it up. Big Fun, man. It is so cool. Remember I sent you all those pictures of all those uh, Lord of the Rings toys? That toy okay. store? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I went there and uh, I actually, this was back in the summer. It is a real had, place. They have a website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They had like a, a whole corner dedicated, oh, dedicated cool. to um, Lord of the Rings. I went in there. Mm-hmm. It was, it's antique, you know, not antique, but it's sort this of retro. This where you got your Star Wars toys before? Yeah, mm-hmm. like first edition, 80s, 70s, you know, toys. Yeah, that's, like, that's cool, um, man. Really cool stuff. And so I go in there uh, just this past week, and I'm like, hey, guys, where are all those Lord of the Rings toys? They're like, dude. Sold out. These kids came in and just like, went, I'm like, kids? Like, what? How, what, what hold on. How you? It's uppers. Who are these kids? You know what I mean? <laughs> and they're like, dude, they actually just, they sell pretty well, you know? And I'm yeah, like. I don't doubt it. Uh, they were great toys. Those yeah. Toy Biz toys were well, amazing. And I can imagine too, if I, you know, if you're showing your kids um, yeah. something, you know, sure. like Lord of the Rings, and, and mm-hmm. I know it's impacted a lot of people, uh, they might, you know, for Christmas, if your kids are really into that, oh, yeah. you might say, yeah, let me go grab them some of the old toys that I used to have Absolutely. or something. So, but I, I was able to snag a few. By a few, nice, I mean a lot. Man. So those <laughs> nice. will those will be coming out to um, you know some of our we, we're going to be doing uh, do some random stuff, right? Yeah, some random giveaways, um, random guys, you know. So yeah, awesome. I but, love it. All right, man. Okay, um, let me see here. Got so busy searching on a oh big fun, big yeah. fun there that I got kind of big lost. We dropping eaves, dropping some eaves. Yeah, okay. Not a whole lot to drop. Uh, Amazon TV show, nothing, nothing new. Uh, really going on there. Tolkien biopic. Nothing really new going on there. Get ready though, guys. Next five months, it's coming out. Yep. Promise you. Yep. Promise you. Inside sources say that. Yeah. Um, we do have a cool little update. Uh, some eaves being dropped. Uh, that sound tells me that. Um, is that uh, reporting in the field? Is that wow. Chase McKinney? I think coming to us from a land not so far away. Uh, he's going to be giving us some details on developments. Chase, take it away, my friend. Hey, as in Lane, information out of Florilor has been slim. It had been previously reported that Universal has been acquiring hundreds of acres of land along Sand Lake Road for a possible addition to its current theme parks. Universal recently purchased about 500 acres of undeveloped land east of International Drive. It is bordered to the north by Sand Lake Road and to the south by Destination Parkway. Volcano Bay, Universal's last project, created a new chapter at Universal Orlando. Replacing the revolutionary but ultimately outdated Wet n' Wild on International Drive, it sits directly alongside Universal's Cabana Beach Bay Resort Hotel. 
the Next Level Water Theme Park was brought to life by Universal Created and gives visitors a fun-filled, hassle-free experience with their friends and family. Is it more? Universal's Orlando Fourth Park Fantastic Worlds. Joining Universal Studios Orlando, Islands Adventure, and Volcano Bay, a fourth Universal property would amp up ongoing competition with Disney, which operates four theme parks, two water parks, and the Disney Springs retail complex in the Orlando area. That same executive also went on to say, another gate in Florida would have the advantage of turning Florida from a two or three day destination to potentially a week long destination. The previously rumored timeline of early to mid 2020s still seems accurate with uh, Disney and more stating the new park has a grand opening before 2024. This would mean the new park would open just after both phases of the Endless Summer Resort are finished on the former Wet n Wild property. The name Fantastic Worlds itself offers the imagination, endless possibilities, and quite possibly came from a supposed guest survey that was sent out by the Universal asking respondents which of these names of the theme park is most likely to belong to Universal. The options included Fantastic Worlds, Epic Worlds, Legendary Worlds, Legendary Lands, and Dream Park. Stay tuned here as this story develops. Live from Edoras for EAVE News, I'm Chase McKinney. Wow, man, Chase is keeping us up to date on this potential Tolkien world yeah. out there in Florida. That's awesome. Uh, a lot of yeah. competition there between the two parks, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Which and is I'm, interesting. I mean, I'm thinking like you want to get your hands on some Middle Earth, right? Yeah. If if there's going to be a destination down there in Florida, uh, you're going to want to profit off of it. So that would be a very appealing yeah. uh, location to have the rights to and and run. So right, yeah. yeah. I, it was not. So he mentioned Cabana Bay. I've actually stayed there uh, when I went to Universal. Awesome. In the Coca. Yeah. Coca Cabana. No. I, dude, I, I just know. envisioned you there in a speedo, Did just you with really? coconuts walking around. Why? Wow. I don't know why, but I did. I didn't know you did. had access to my to my Finsta. Finsta is that they're called? Fake Insta. Fake Instas. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, you teach high school. The only reason know. I know that is because I teach the high schoolers. schoolers. Yeah. yeah that's they're exactly like you know, right. it's so funny because yeah, I, I hear them in class. I heard one day somebody was just like, "Hey, make sure you follow my Finsta." I was like, "What? Whoa! What's what's that? Are you thinking about starting one? A Finsta? Yeah. No way, man. No. Well, actually, it'd I, be kind of fun, wouldn't it? Oh, I, I thought about starting us. Well, I shouldn't say. I might call. I might call mine um, Daily Aragorn and short it to uh, Dalagorn. Dalagorn. <laughs> That's great, dude. Just post off Aragorn. Mike. I'm disappointed. No one started the MySpace page or the Zanga page. Yet. Oh gosh, man. You Maybe know? they have, but they just. I don't know how you communicate Zanga I mean, updates. Well, no, I'm just post the link on in the in the group so oh, we true. all can true go that. enjoy yeah. that. You know, yeah. man. Okay, we're going down memory lane. We can't do that. That's dangerous. Yeah, sorry. We're going to be accused of rambling. Uh, so, so really cool. Chase, thank you for always keeping us updated. Uh, really cool. Just thinking that, you know, for those of us who can't get to, uh, New Zealand, I don't know if I'll ever be able to make it back. Um, you know, that there would be a place, you know, that has a bunch of recreated sets from middle earth in America would be kind of cool for us that might not be able to travel that distance. So, and are going to be in Disney anyway. So really, really cool. Um, you guys have seen it. He's been out and about. 
He's been on the Southern Hemisphere, my friends. Uh, Billy Boyd, as the world tour rolls on, is all over the place. We saw him with Charlotte, uh, yeah. with the the Snowy Trolls, which yeah. wasn't awesome. I, I love that. I want to go really there. Cool. I want to go check that out. Yeah. That is beautiful. Uh, so, Charlotte, thank you for taking care of Billy and showing him such a good time. Billy actually retweeted that one, which was really he did. cool. Yeah, he retweeted. Yeah, uh, he took a, a moment away from Dom to retweet that, which is really neat. Yeah, it was kind of him. And uh, yeah, it was. And um, and then her son Ricky took him on to New Zealand and stopped at just about every location you can imagine, which is pretty cool. And took pictures with him. Yeah. along the way. So awesome to see, man. Yeah, there there are so many pictures of Ricky too, which is was fantastic. Yeah. I loved. Ricky and I are Facebook friends now. Well, actually, what's crazy <laughs> for me. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and what's crazy for me is that, like, you know, um, I've held that in my hands. It's pretty cool. Uh, I Billy watched the man it. sign it, you know, and then... And that, remember, let's not forget, that was a gift. Yeah, it was, it was a gift was for a gift all of the him. uppers, you yeah. know, because um, he, he, you know, did something special for us and for Lane, you know, and then he, he said, you know, let me go above and beyond. Yeah. Um, and, and really... For you guys. For you guys. So that's yeah. just a quick reminder. Uh, I think he loves seeing everywhere he's been. So yeah. it's like... He's not, it's not just about Lane and I because that was really meant for you guys. Absolutely it was meant it was. to kind of like influence other people and yeah. spread joy and positivity. Yeah. So, I mean, he's just a great, awesome dude. And uh, Wouldn't it be kind of cool to have eventually at the very, I don't know if this will have an end, yeah. but at some point for it to go back to Billy? Can oh, you imagine what he would do with I himself? I you just <laughs> stole my... So, okay, I was... I, I, so, you want, you, you want to hear what my, my plan was? Yeah, just send it to him. No, my my oh. my plan was actually to take it back to him at a at a convention when we do the interview, and oh uh, my gosh, guys, bring this, it to him. You know what I'm saying? You know, okay. So here's a little confession. Like yeah. as a as a 13 year old, I probably would have been honestly Billy Boyd probably would have been like eighth on the list of guys I would have wanted to talk to. Yeah. Okay. He's number one. Man. He's number one. He's number one. He I want to talk one. with him again. I want to sit with him again. I want to have a beer at a bar with him. Yeah. Me too. He was the nicest dude you know yeah he's 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 wise such a cool guy yeah man he is wise. Yeah. he is he is i think he has um morphed into the old old took status now yeah you know oh my gosh he's still got that spirit to him could they bring him back as to old, play old, as old oh go oh, oh, oh my season God. two old took great idea yeah it is we should better tell that. let's go tell salk over at amazon studios yeah she'll go hey you guys want a job Absolutely. Yeah, we do. Grandma want a job on the radio. Yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, that would be so fantastic. That'd be Could awesome, you imagine? You would, yeah. Like put him in some makeup and and you know because he kind could of... bring some of that wisdom, some of that. Yeah. that um, hmm, I don't know what you'd even say that that oh. that, uh, uh, that, that Shire yeah. lore that uh, yeah. yeah you but, know, but then also keep that twinkle of spirit, the energy. Yeah. Yeah. The twitchiness. The twitchiness. Yeah, okay. Slightly, you know. <laughs> the sniffing. Off kilter. The sniffing. Don't forget it. Yeah. I mean, Hashtag. He went, you know, he was all about it. Sniffing. Speaking of sniffing. Yeah. Uh, man, this is just very organic how this is unfolding here. I know. Ezra's sniffing right this second. Um, Rachel has sent us in, uh, man, I don't know, like 12, 12 or 13 different scents. Some ASMR for you. That was a lid closing on a jar. Uh, Hobbit sized, which I thought was incredibly clever. Um, sizes for us to sample, and uh, we're gonna actually put them. What? What? Hobbit size. That's yeah. Funny. That's what she said. I was like, that's perfect. They're little tiny. I don't even know what like jam jars. Uh, so we are going to. Uh, we kept them for a second. Uh, we sniffed them. That candle's lit. It's lit, boy. 
Um, she's also hold up to the microphone. Can you hear that? Just a little bit. We got some. So those are the candles, guys. She put a wood wick in there, so it sounds like a fire. Can you is, imagine if I, I mean, just... like that touch alone is is perfect. Yeah. But um, anyway, she sent us a, a list uh, of samples um, and the candles. I can't talk today. Sent us the candles to sample. So we we picked out our top two, uh, narrowing it down to our favorite, which is hard to do. Um, we're gonna put a poll up. We want all of you guys. That's gonna be in the group. We want all of you guys to choose. Uh, and whichever one wins, it will be decided by you, and that will be the don't forget the sniffing. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, you want to light that, that growing one? Growing on you? I'll light that one. Isn't that growing on you? Yeah, we, uh, we, you, you will have total influence in picking uh, the unexpected podcast signature candle, which is pretty exciting. So you can order it, you can get it right there when you're listening, when you're reading, and you can be transported to the Shire. We're trying to pick one. That we like that that yeah. isn't seasonal, you know, isn't yeah. bound down to any certain time. It just feels like our book club, right? Exactly. Yeah. Hey guys, just so you know, because um, I, I want you to be able to smell this with me. I am smelling <laughs> uh, pipe tobacco vanilla, and uh, like earlier, I was having trouble with my sniffer in the kitchen. And you, there's a lot of other. I think Sarah was right. There were yeah. a lot of other s- smells Too going on. Sense. I couldn't get it. There a, was pizza. There was I couldn't uh, get another good, candle. Even yeah, it was probably a, the worst. I, I brought them in. It was my mistake. A good sniff on that. Yeah. You know? yeah. So uh, um, River Water. River Water is very is underestimated. Really, really good. And I like that one because it makes me think of Goldberry, the River Daughter. Yeah. Sarah, obviously, that's who I'm talking about. Oh, and the one from the book. Um, and then uh, I really like Cab Sav, man. There's a Cabernet Sauvignon. Yeah, which is just it's it smells like something the hobbits would crack open after a, a big party sitting at yeah. bag end, you know. The one that's really got me is the firewood. Can um, you still not smell it very well? No, I can okay. actually, and what, I can smell it much better now. Mm-hmm. And it was I, I just couldn't put my put my nose on it <laughs> earlier, and um, now I can for some reason, and it just it smells so good. So it's mm-hmm. firewood. Imagine mm-hmm. what that. Smells like it is a great smell. You know, close your eyes unless you're driving, mm. and just imagine that firewood that, that yeah. burning. Um, it's great. It's, it's, it's delicious. delicious. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, that'll be coming to you. Uh, you'll have a, a, a voice in that, and and who knows, that might be uh, ready to go by the new year. Um, so yeah. Rachel, get ready for a lot of orders. We appreciate you doing this. Yeah. Thank you for sending us those samples. Thank uh, you really, so so much. Really too kind. Um, again, if you guys do have anything you want to send in, it's PO Box ninety six, Amanda, Ohio. Four three one zero two. Don't have to, but we like to put that out there. If you want to, we yeah. we like sharing. So, yep. um, let me see here. Uh, yeah, oh, we uh, had some fantastic stuff in the Facebook group and the poll results. Yes, the poll right. results. Um, guys, nuts. One hundred and eighty-eight of you voted. Uh, we were just talking uh, this evening about how we used to get excited when there were sixty votes. Right uh, now, there's 188. <laughs> Pretty amazing. So we just said, who would you be more excited to join in post quest adventures? Uh, Gimli caving or Legolas heading to the woods? Uh, 21% of you said uh, you'd be hanging out with with Gimli in the caves, and 79, an overwhelming percent said, I'm going with Legolas. I'm checking out the the forest of Fangorn. So, yeah. as which one did you vote for? You're gonna be so. I mean, which one do you think I voted for? I, th- I think you want people to think you voted for Woods, but you really voted for Caves. Wow. I voted for Woods. Wow. Yeah. What do you think I voted for? Caves. I did. Vote Caves. I want to go back in the glittering caves, man. I want to go back behind Helm's Deep. I want to see what, 
what uh, Gimli was so blown away about. Can, can I ask you a question? Sure. Do you think that that has, if I would have asked you this question, let's say six months ago, mm-hmm. would your answer have been different? What do you think? It's a great question. Like, I'm, I'm wondering, maybe could your answer on this change based upon a time in your life? Maybe I, I think I, I think I'd still want to go caves in the future anyway. I don't know in the past what I would have done. Okay, in the future because I don't I don't hit a lot of caves up. Yeah, haven't seen a lot of like gorgeous caves. I've seen some interesting caves, but not ones that take my breath away like Gimli's talking about here. I would love to witness that. Right, would okay. love to see that. Um, been in a lot of beautiful woods and forests and stuff. Uh, you know. I'd like something a little different. I think. What yeah. about you? I I, I don't know because I think I think there are times where I want to go to a cave and just get away. I want to shut. I would just want to shut myself away. I want to get away. Want to go to a cave, <laughs> baby? Yeah. Uh, but you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I, yeah. I sometimes it's nice just to kind of you know I don't know it's it's different. I never forget when I went to Mammoth Cave. Wow, is that in Ohio? I think parts of it come out. I was I went to Kentucky. Oh, that's in Kentucky. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But I think it's it spreads off uh, uh, into a couple of different. I think mm-hmm. it's uh, the tri-state or region. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, man, it was I, I was blown away. I, yeah. I was fascinated with uh, the idea of you know caves and stuff. There was one I uh, just eyelashes falling out. I don't know what the heck one that one. was. Eyelash baldness. Uh, <laughs> I, I went to one in uh, Switzerland. It was actually part of a salt mine, and there was an under ground there was like a cavern lake and we floated out on this lake it was really really cool kind of eerie too because you're like what you thought about Gollum? like who's swimming around in this water bro are there fish in here that Gollum's eating up i mean it was it was cool and eerie i'm I'm imagining these caves as like there's shafts of light hitting through because that's the biggest thing you go in a cave you gotta have the light source right it's dark yeah if you don't have a light source you're just in a hole uh and so imagining some kind of weird ethereal lighting coming from holes up above that, you know, just and the glitter, just, I want to be in a glittery cave. I get you. I hear you. Yeah. I want to be you bedazzled. Know what just struck me friends. And this yeah. is, this is just a, a personal thing. You know, as it gets a little sensitive. All right. I'm going to be who I, I'm going to be who, who I want to be. It, bro. Can Preach I just it. be myself? All right. You have permission. Is okay. Permission granted. Um, okay. My friend over here just said he's been to where? Switzerland. Yeah. Part of his life. I didn't even know about. Oh, yeah. It's when I joined uh, Collegians just to go on a trip. Let me ask you a question. How many things are you holding back from me? I'm just Lots of stuff. Ezra. Golly, I am a, I'm a mystery. This, there's mm-hmm. this life, you know. I just Lane is yeah. a man of mystery. Also, here's another thing. Guys, I know we're, uh, you know, being butterburst here, but that's, you know, you, you know what you're getting at this point. Um, and the reread is not really going to take very long, to be honest. Um, so, so Sarah, I'm, I'm a little sensitive right now. Maybe overly sensitive. Um, and so I have a question because when when Sarah was pregnant with Winnie, um, I did the sympathy eating thing. Yeah. Where I I, mean, I remember eating and I wasn't even hungry. I'm never usually like that. I would just pound food and be like, I know I shouldn't be eating, but I just have to. <laughs> and I would just pound food. Um, I know that happens with a lot of pregnancies. My, I also have a question. If, if a husband gets more sensitive... Or more in touch with his emotions. And I'm kind of that way anyway. I'm an emotional person. But I'm like hyper. Like stuff that shouldn't make anyone upset or frustrated or sad or moody makes me that way. But only since she's been pregnant. Yeah. Like I've, I've been able growing? to manage those emotions. Yes. Yes. As the child is growing. Right. And so I'm thinking. Uh, the, the, what I'm asking is. 
is this a boy? Wow. Is it because there's so much testosterone? Yeah. Or a heightened level of testosterone in Sarah? Yeah. That I'm compensating for that by having more estrogen. Wow. Is that possible? I don't know. I'm asking because I don't know. If you guys have experience with this, let me know. If you uh, were pregnant with a boy and then your husband got very emotional and sensitive, yeah. is that a pattern we've seen? I could look it up on the internet. I'd rather ask you guys because yeah. you'll Susie, get better answers. talk to Ethan. I was actually thinking about them. Yeah, let's just um, let us know. <laughs> but it's crazy because Sarah's not as emotional as she used to be. Okay. She's usually very sensitive, uh, very like in touch with her emotions, perceptive, very perceptive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I feel like... Since she's been pregnant, she's gotten more kind of like, come on, Lane. Like, in a good way. In a good way. Like, pull your socks oh, up, I bud. Let's go. I see what you're saying. Let's go. And I'm more like, hey, let me feel. Okay. Let me feel. And, and you I think just it's don't know. It could be a boy. I, I don't know. Is it little yeah. Vigo in there? Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't matter That's either way. Boy or girl, I'm totally happy. But I just, I want to know why I feel this way. Yeah. We're trying, trying to get a deeper And you also said, like, is it because I'm a dad now? Oh, I wondered that. Yeah. I was and I've got of... a little girl. You yeah. know, who steals my heart. So I don't know. Well, I just, yeah. I, does it change? I mean, I, here's my question is oh, I know yeah. with my sister, she is a changed person. Yeah, you know what totally I mean? Dude. And I get all of you who have kids, I'm sure that's the thing, you know, yeah. and, and I sit across from a lot of parents and in these meetings and stuff. And I always, you know, remind myself, um, I mean, yeah, the, the, like this is their, this is uh, someone's kid, someone's exactly. child we're talking about. I think here. that, I think, and I think that heightens it too. Cause I mean, before, I don't know. It just makes you more, yeah. Especially as a teacher, I'm like, this this could be my kid, yeah. Right now, right. I'm sitting across from a, a a student that I'm. I have an impact on their life, and, and that this could could be. This is someone's baby, like when he's my baby. Yeah, and you, you know, know, that's just mind blowing. Here's something too, and I don't mean to get up on my, you know, um, get up there, boy. What's it? What's it called? I'll give you. A hand. Yeah, up on the chair. Soapbox. Uh, soapbox. Pedal stool. Whatever. <laughs> pedal stool. Pedal. <laughs> Just shut it down. Um, but I think about sometimes, you know, and I want, this is just something for everybody to think about maybe. Like, uh, oftentimes I, I work with kids who, school's not their, their forte. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah, me too. And these parents though, they sent me, this is their, the, 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 these are their kids. This mm-hmm. is their best. Mm-hmm. These are their kids. Yeah. And in their mind, I mean, it's just their like. pride and joy. They're doing, yeah. the parents are doing everything they can do. Yeah. Kids are doing everything that they can do. And I kind of think too, with just people, we're all in our own place and we're all doing the best we can with what we have. You know what I mean? Uh, And it's hard. It's sometimes it's sort of like, I I have to remind myself like, you know what? Give a little grace. That guy over there has X, Y, Z going on. Yep. You know, um, I don't know what that's like right now, but maybe I did at some point. We we hear it in our Tolkien stories every week. Yeah, absolutely. We hear it about, you know, that you never know what someone else is going through. You never know the challenges someone faces, you never know how someone's perceiving their, their challenges and dealing with those. Like, yeah. so yeah, we, and we, you know, like we said, we, we see kids every day and, and we're both intervention specialists. So we see kids who, yeah, school is not, yep. and they get so defeated because they can't do what they're supposed to do, quote unquote, yep. or what everyone else does or yep. what typical, typical human beings can do, which is the stupidest term in the Crazy. world. What is typical? Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's so, something. So yeah, you know, one more thing, last thing, and I promise you, we will move Let's on to the, to, to, to the reread here. But like, the other thing I often think about is that, like, um, you know, as I said, everyone's doing the best that they can, you know, with what they have, where they're at, all that kind of stuff. But the other thing, uh, my kids, oftentimes, I'm a jokester. I joke a yeah. little bit, and mm-hmm. I am very sarcastic 
We talk about the three types of irony all the time, situational, verbal, dramatic, all that kind of stuff at the high school level. Propositional. And uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, ad, ad, adverjative. Um, and, <laughs> and so anyways, we, uh, you know, I, I often joke with my kids and I've realized um, that if, if you feel a certain way, even if I didn't intend for you to feel that way, you still feel that way. I, I I can't change. I mean, I can I can try to explain to you that that what I what I said wasn't intended to make you feel that way. Right. But I can't change those emotions that you have. Mm-hmm. I can say, hey, I'm sorry. I don't want you to feel that way. But mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. so that just kind of came. It cropped up this week, and I kind of had to you know go talk to some kids and say, here's the thing. You know, here's 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 where I'm at. So I don't yeah. know. I just felt like sharing. Yeah, like sharing is caring right now. So absolutely. Well, you know, Uncle to- Uncle Billy from Spider Man said, with great power comes great perspiration there it is responsibility and so you're right so you know our words have a a, a, a huge weight yeah and they can make people feel certain ways so you should think about them twice and i'm always sweating from my right. lips right you know yeah I've, i'm starting to learn to just okay and then we're really getting done here i yeah, promise we're done. we're done sweating from my lips made that up you must have really moist lips are they do they chap out they get chapped no oh, i mean yeah yeah everybody's just gets chapped don't they? like no. i gotta learn sometimes too and i'm learning this to just shut up like if 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 you're gonna say something that's even borderline not nice, just stop. And I've always been a, a guy who kind of just you know says whatever he thinks uh, without thinking about it. I like you, but I like that about yeah, you. Though. Yeah, but sometimes, yeah, but sometimes you gotta stop and think. All right, how's this gonna make? What is my intention for saying this? Is it a good intention? Yeah. Is it a bad intention? I'm not Gosh. saying don't don't be who you are, but yeah. No, I know you are. I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's part of who you are. I would argue, right? right? I mean, yeah, this sure. is what you, yeah. and, and who you are right there. I mean, that, that's that reflection that we, it's like that time of year where we're kind of pondering on like who we are, where we're at. What's, I don't, you might, am I wrong? No. I just got done You're having all my kids write all these different letters. We're talking, the kids want to write letters again for Christmas, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. So like we're, I mean, my kids and I are having these. I just told you the conversation we had, like the deep conversation we had yeah. about what influences you. Yep. Dude, it's been on my mind just yep. so much about what influences us. Where do we come from? Where what are we going to let influence us in the future? Yeah. So sorry, guys. No, that's uh, it's perfect because this is honestly not to make a cheesy segue into the in the reread, but this is exactly what's going on. So you know these uh, our characters they're reunited, right? The hunters and the hunted, yeah, or uh, you know the captured. I guess we could say are reunited this chapter, and they get to catch up. You know, yeah. uh, we haven't seen each other since before Thanksgiving. It's which been a while. In it doesn't seem it's really not that long. But in, when we see each other every five days, you know, it's been a 15 while. days is a long time. <laughs> so we're doing a little bit of catching up ourselves. You yeah, know, we, we, we get in here and we get hanging out. We don't really get to talk very much. So, well, and oftentimes you want to cut it. We want to cut each other. What, what's Legolas say? You know, there's time for that later. Exactly. Okay. You know <laughs> here is the time. Don't they always kind of say that, though? They, one starts to tell a story and it's all it's all about like. What I think is fascinating is Gimli and Legolas and these guys are all trying to get to the story and no, you guys go for it. No, wait, well, let's eat first, but, but well, hold on. Yeah, you, yeah. Start back at the beginning. Yeah. Um, tell it in the right order. Yeah. Tell it right. It's Come fantastic. It's, yeah. it's something. Uh, so anyways, okay guys, last week, uh, we are in the reread here. Um, mm-hmm. legendary time there, but some of you who are tracking us on the, uh, that uh, might be the longest. That might be longest longest time it took to get into a reread anyways. <laughs> yeah. uh, so here we go. We are in, um, this is chapter nine, um, you know. Flotsam uh, and Jetsam. Yeah. Float Sam and, and Jetsam. Uh, <laughs> Wait, and Sam's in this chapter? I Sam's didn't know. back, guys. Here he is. So last time, we uh, King Theoden, you know, uh, good Theoden there. Gandalf the White Rider, Le- uh, Legolas, Aragorn, 
uh, Irk and Bron, um, Amir, Gimli, all the all the fellas, all the guys. Uh, <laughs> Kyle reference. Uh, they they're you know they're 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 doing their thing. You know, long bombs away. They are taking on the orcs. They're doing what they're doing, and you know they. Um, we actually get up uh, this this interesting bit. We didn't even really talk about it a whole lot at the end of uh, last episode, but the way in which the orcs were well, no, we did a little bit because uh, we were on our we were on the road to Isengard. So actually, that's like a couple of chapters ago, isn't it? I'm mm-hmm. kind of jumping way back. Um, so after that big um, battle, there, you know, at the end of that, the, I bring that up because of the um, I always mispronounce it Huorns uh, that are there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the trees that mm-hmm. showed up. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to get more about that this chapter, which is fascinating to me. We get and, more, but uh, we're, we're still in a oh, lot of mystery. It's still shrouded in a lot of mystery. No pun intended. Good. You know, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's misty. <laughs> a little misty. Yeah. It's a little hazy. What is it out there? There's trees. I can't tell. I can't tell what it is. I think it's horns. Oh no, babes. Whatever. You should go into voice acting, my friend. You really should. <laughs> I don't even know what that Whose was. Whose voice man. was Sorry. that? You just cut it out. It wasn't Billy's. That. I know it was. I know. It's a hobbit trying to figure well, out what the horns Sar- are. Goldberry will be happy it's not Grima. So <laughs> that's good. Uh, anyways, but yeah, so. Don't say that, boy. <laughs> hey, he's ref. He is. He is. In this yes, chapter, he is. Yes, so he you is. get your chance mm-hmm. here. Yep, I won't uh, do it. But uh, no, you will. Uh, they the, When they're on their way, we had the story, we had the whole bit between, um, you know, the caves, the woods, all that mm-hmm, good stuff, Gimli, mm-hmm. Legolas becoming good friends again. Uh, Road again, trip talk, really? Yeah. Road trip chatting, talk. Chatting. Yeah. Chatting and whatnot. Uh, and so now in this chapter, uh, for our summary here, Merry and Pippin, uh, they finally get a chance to kind of catch up, you know, and, and, and tell the story about what happened, you know, where, when uh, the hunters have now caught up and they want an explanation, what happened, mm-hmm. you know, to their, to their friends, yeah. uh, to the fellowship. And, you know, Gimli asked him to go back and recount uh, various things. We get more on Treebeard. Uh, yeah. I have a very, don't let me forget what, what I think was said between Gandalf oh, and, yeah, and no, Treebeard, no, I mm-hmm. because I think a lot was said there between those two that uh, I, I kind of want to talk about. So, yeah, but yeah, so we had those conversations. They talk about how finding the food, uh, yeah. the t- you know the the, the pipe weed and, right. and what have Little you. Toby. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, great, great little you know uh, chapter here. But yeah, we're gonna not uh, we're gonna try not to get uh, bogged down too much of the details and just kind of pull out some of the main points here. Yeah. So, all right, my friend, let's dive in. Let's do it uh, to float salmon jetsam. Float salmon jetsam. So yeah, let's see here, uh, Legolas. Um, we're right there. So we, we left off with them. I think it was hilarious too, is that when we left off with Mary and, and Pippin, uh, they were set there. They had a task. They're guarding. Actually. They're yeah. guarding and they're, they're yeah. asleep, uh, yeah. you know, chilling out with their, their backs, just, uh, just chilling. And also am Laying I in the sun, weren't they catching yeah. some rays? Am I wrong in that? Like, like Saruman was in, I mean, he's still there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Isn't it crazy how the, the proximity he's right next to him, but they're pretty, Comfortable, aren't they? Well, and the, yeah, and I thought that it was, I mean, this is jumping ahead, but that's what we do. This whole chapter, kind of that, that constant warning. If it wasn't from Treebeard, it was from Gandalf yeah. to be wary. Like, and, and right. they, they were probably right. were thinking, like, we're, we're not that close to Saruman, but that, that's, a, that's a danger. Either he could get out to them or they could get too close to his, uh, you know, his location in the tower and his words. We, we learn about, um, and even next chapter, we learn about the power of, of Saruman's words. It's something we hear is, and we're like, okay, yeah. whatever. Or it gets, I think in the film, it gets portrayed a lot as he's just this, this mean dude who makes you feel with it. He makes you feel bad with your, with his words, but the Saruman 
in the story series very persuasive. He uses right. a very kind voice, a soft yeah. voice that uh, makes you feel very comfortable. And that, that's the power of his voice. It's not in making you feel small or um, like just overpowered. It's a, it's a persuasion. Uh, yeah. Smooth yeah. talker. Well, you know? absolutely. And you know, I think one of the things, yeah, that, that I gleaned from this chapter was that he is um, just like Wormtongue is very, they kind of have a, a shared power almost, yeah, you know, do. it's like this idea that they can persuade you with their words. I wonder uh, if they met at like a workshop or something. Or they probably class. did. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it's weird. Public speaking. Like you want to work together, collaborate. Maybe we could get together and uh, what? yeah. Public speaking. Yeah. That's where they what were at. Where are you from? man? Yeah. Persuasive Sad speech. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where they were at. Sorry. Uh, guys, sorry. But no, I mean, no, so, yeah. isn't that, I think that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, that powered's there. Another thing, uh, Pippin, uh, I believe it's Pippin or Mary comments on his the wizardry, yeah. you know, and how it's he's not as powerful as maybe, yeah, you know, some of the because there's a magic in the Ents. Yes, uh, there th is. There's something there that that uh, Pippin and Mary see, and I think they kind of recognize that this wizard's, you know, his his powers are. Diminished a little bit, and they're even yeah, they and it's, hint at it. and and it's interesting that it. they can recognize that too, right? And it's got to be because of their their relationship with Gandalf, right? Well, He's the measuring stick. And they're also talking about this new Gandalf. Yeah, no match for him. Exactly, Sarmont's exactly. No match for him. Well, and this is you know part of this reread that uh, this I, I love doing this because um, I, I was struck by last chapter. I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to sound like an idiot, uh, but <laughs> who cares? I I mean I do every week, so whatever. Um, but I was sort of like, why did, I mean, how did they, Gandalf shows up and they didn't go, Gandalf, what are you right. doing back here? Right. They're what? You know, that didn't right. happen. I'm sitting here going, as this is why you read several chapters ahead. <laughs> um, and I'm sitting here going, I know there's something I, I was trying to think back, mm -hmm. uh, to the story cause mm -hmm. I've, I've read it before, but I was trying to think back like, when did when did they so run much stuff happens, yeah, man. You know. It's easy to forget. Stuff and, and in the movie, movies, it happens. We don't see any of that. Yeah, it, yeah. it happens. It's hinted that they um, came across someone who they didn't quite expect, and it's it's in, it's Treebeard, but it's mm -hmm. also kind of you could imply maybe Gandalf as well, you know. And yeah. so, anywho, in the movies, uh, we're in Lord of the Rings. Or we're, God, wow, we are we're in the, Return of the King yeah. by now. You know, this is right. the opening for Return of the King. So, uh, or you know, the first scene we get with them. Right. So yeah, you're right. It's uh, it's portrayed very differently. Yeah, yeah, but mm -hmm. uh, I just thought that was kind of neat, just to think about, you know, um, their their meeting, and uh, but anyways, they're set here to watch and to mm -hmm. guard, and and here they are, just kind of, uh, you know, relaxing. Now, Aragorn says the hunt is over. Yeah, the hunt right. is over. Uh, well, Come across our quarry. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I love here, uh, and and now um, that the great ones have gone to discuss high matters. Yeah, yeah. You know, sort of like you know, we the lesser uh, right. folk here are going to you know talk amongst ourselves. Yeah. And it's crazy because they have the high king there, right? You know what I mean? So it's right. it's, it's funny. It's uh, funny. That, that, and actually, future lords in their own right in each of their realms, absolutely, all of them. Yep. Uh, as a matter of fact, it's almost like a yeah, just a little inside joke there. Like, hey, we're unimportant. Not. Not. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's see here. Um, Mary kind of says, and, uh, and there's a great deal too, to talk about, uh, that we want to know about you. Uh, we have learned a few things through Treebeard, the old int, but that's not nearly enough. And this is where I get, I kind of joke about the whole idea that like all yeah, in back good and, time, yeah. you know, it's just back and forth of who's going to tell their story first. Right. Right. Yeah. We want to know, well, we want to know, but let's, let's just get some food. Yeah. You, yeah, you go ahead, Lane. No, no, no I, I, I want to hear what you... Well, I, I think you should go first. Well, let's call Chrissy's and get the pizza. Let's, yeah. And we'll talk. And then we'll... 
now, what I thought was kind of cool here, um, the idea that it's not just orcs there yeah. mm-hmm. in Isengard, mm-hmm. and that Saruman didn't necessarily trust the orcs right. uh, as much as we might think or right. we're led to believe in the in the film um, that he did. Yeah, in the in the movies, it's like they're all Urukai everywhere. Yeah, there, there are, other than Grimma, there's no other guys other than the. Um, Extended edition to show a little bit of the Dunlanders, yeah, yeah. That, that they, but he just like kind of sends them off and they go. Yeah, there's not the the understanding that they're actually in Isengard helping run the operations, right? But yeah, you're right. So in these guard house, these guard houses were were made for men, right? Men that right. he had, um, you know, persuaded to, or yeah, his, you know, with his speech, his persuasive speech to Absolutely. work for him to help him. Uh, who knows what he promised them? Uh, empty promises, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, we actually remember we get we get a little uh, throwback all the way to Bree too. Yes, we do. That's right. The best yeah, that's gonna, that's fan. Yeah. Yep. Well, it is. It ties into these men and yeah, and the Urukai too. Right, and the Urukai. Yeah, they're the provisions. What the um, it's kind of neat because this all kind of revolves around the finding of food, <laughs> yeah, and the pipe weed, you yeah. know, which is yeah. funny, and uh, and how all this came to be. How are they sitting here? Because that's how it ends in the last chapter. Is sort of how where did you get all this food? What is, yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, but the men. Uh, they had good provisions, mm-hmm. you know, so they, they were given this man food, right? Mm-hmm. You know, right. And, uh, yeah, man food. Uh, well, and actually, as Treebeard calls it, as, yeah, as, mm-hmm. as, as he calls it. And they, in Treebeard, uh, we're gonna get there, we're jumping all around here, but like he knew exactly how many people were going to be showing up mm-hmm. here, you know, and is able to get the, yeah. uh, provisions for everyone. So, yeah, that's right. um, which is kind of cool. Um, all right. So now let's get into, uh, the story here a bit, right? So the hobbits, uh, led the way. So there, it looks like they're, um, Let's see. Uh, let's go and have lunch then, right? So that's mm-hmm. what you know. Gimli kind of is is sort of like before we get into this, let's let's get some food. The hobbits lead the way, and they pass under an arch and came to a wide door upon the left at the top of a stair. Mm-hmm. It opened directly into a large chamber um, with uh, other small doors at the far end, uh, with a chimney on one side. The chamber was hewn out of stone, and it once um, once was very dark, for its windows looked out on out into the tunnel. But light came now through the broken roof. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Um, so Pippin's little fire. So it sounds like they've been in this. Is this down under the earth here? Is this where's this at? I mean, I think it's just back in, back in, and part of the wall. That's how I took it. Okay. Um, that it was like closed up as like a guardhouse. Okay. And because of the destruction, uh, like part of the rip, it, the roof had been ripped off or whatever, gotcha. and that, that light was coming in. Okay. But it, yeah, it didn't even talk about how they had been forced to picnic outside for a while. Oh but yeah. Now they're able to. Come back in and and right. uh, talks about uh, who was it? Start someone starts a fire. Is it Mary or Pippin? Pippin that starts yeah. a fire mm-hmm. and yeah, they they uh, show them all the food and the provisions that are there. No right. green stuff though, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm too sure bad. Gimli doesn't mind about that. No, he doesn't. But, He's very uh, <laughs> very satisfied. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so wine or beer. It's very passable. Uh, first rate salted pork, um, and even some uh, said they cut some rashers of bacon. If they wanted them, so right, some right. good eating, man. And well, thinking they're coming off of a battle too. I'm sure they had something to eat along the way, but it probably wasn't super delicious. Right. So yeah. This is great for the hunters as well. It is. It is. Yeah. Here's something that I, thought I found was funny, and I can't remember if it happens here or if it happens at the end of the chapter. But the idea that when they were gathering those provisions, you know, yeah. um, when Treebeard had them gather for twenty twenty five, was yeah. it? Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, he he they um, he said there were that they could drink water from you know, the, the river they yeah. didn't need. And so that's so like, why all the alcohol is here. All the alcohol has yeah. still been <laughs> held back, all the beer and everything, you know, so that's why it's still here. We didn't send that on they to the folks. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of hilarious. It is. Uh, it and, is. and talking about, you know, drinking 
you know, water, the int uh, draft. Oh, yeah, that draft. That's right. Yeah, is something that Gimli notices sort of the tops of their hair, uh, their their heads were, <laughs> yeah. were covered in, you know, twice yeah. as thick with, with uh, curly hair. Look a little taller, too. They know right. they look a little taller. Uh, and Aragorn says, you know, that that, that trip to, with the orcs didn't do you much harm. You look like you're in the bloom of health. So looking yeah. healthy as well, right. you know, yeah. bright and, and I'm sure glowing, just radiant from that orc draft. You know, the yeah. powers of it. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is which is fascinating because we've had a lot of different, you know, drinks that do different things and, and what have you. Sorry, that was me scraping. The oh, jeez, that was a sound effect. Yeah, sorry. Uh, they also talk about, though, how drink is not enough for content. You know, a hobbit no. can drink all day and it can be the richest, uh, healthiest uh, beverage you can imagine. But you need some food, man. You need some food to be contented. Right, you know? exactly. That's what yeah. a hobbit desires. Yeah, so. Um, yeah. And when you're done with the food, you can get a little pipe weed. That's right, you man. know. That's, that's right. You got to save it for that. So absolutely, uh, that's that's fantastic. Now, and that's actually so they produce this small leather pouch. We talk a little mm-hmm. bit about where um, this tobacco comes from. Yeah, you know? and Gimli kind of rubs some in his hand and sniffs it, and he has a yeah. good sniff. You know, guys, the senses. We said it back in Fellowship. I mean, uh, Tolkien They're was all he engaged, was, aren't they? He is literally. He's got your five <laughs> got to you six senses. Yeah. You know, he's got you. Wrapped in, uh, yeah, because the Wraith world, you know. So, oh, oh, that's right. right. That's the sixth. Yeah, um, I see dead people. Uh huh. So, yeah, he took some. He sniffed it. Feels good, and it smells good. Right. Mary chimes in and says, "It is good, my dear Gimli. This is long bottom leaf. There were the horn blower tri- uh, the horn blower brand marks on the barrels, as plain as plain. How it came here, I can't imagine. For Saruman's private use, I fancy. I never knew." That it went so far abroad, but it comes in handy now. So, like, just the irony that, you know, a little tobacco from the Shire, best stuff around, winds up floating around, and they find it, and they're able to enjoy it here. Yeah. But the the other further irony is they're they're out of pipes. They're, they're out, out of pipes. Well, are they? So we think. Are they? Do you also find this interesting that come through on. all that through all that commotion with the Yorks, he was able to keep those pipes so close to the chest, yeah. undiscovered? Un, unlo- you know, not lost, right? Safe and sound. Well, yeah. Is I that th- a commentary on the true value? Do they value smoke more than food? Even maybe. No, well, well, close. It's a probably close. I don't second. Know. Well, here's the thing, though. I, you know, they were told to unspoil those hobbits to not, you know, whatever. And he's got that. Yeah. Uh, you know, they don't know. Do orcs smoke? You know what I mean? I don't. I don't know. I'm wondering too. What would they think? I don't know of that. that yeah. that's a good question, right? Uh, to think about, but wow, yeah, yeah, it's it's oh, what's kind of cool is, um, okay, so so Pippin says half a moment, putting his hand inside his breast uh, uh, of his jacket, he pulled out a little soft wallet on a string. I keep a treasure <laughs> or two near my skin, as precious as rings to me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like you know, so there you go. That's that's how they it, yeah you know, they were able to go with them is yeah right. He keeps them there. It's his precious. Yeah, yep. you know? that's right. It's, it is his precious. So what's yeah. what's kind of cool is he's he's able to you know here's here's my uh, wooden pipe here's another an unused one and uh, he kind of he passes these around here and this is um, he's wondering if Gimli if this is a settlement you know uh, I like that he gives Gimli the small one though. I know Isn't yeah that hilarious like yeah. I'm gonna give you a pipe and it's gonna be the smallest one but it's such Gimli a it's such a I mean a big deal actually mm, yeah you know Gimli I think they're kind of being sarcastic here but also at the same time Gimli's like it's 
He calls him most noble hobbit. It leaves yeah. me deep in your debt. Yeah, talking about settling the score. Yeah, you know how you guys owe us to tell you. You owe us to tell your story first because we've chased you. Yes. So again, bringing up the whole keeping keeping score, kind of like right. Legolas and, and Gimli had yeah. at, at uh, you know the battle for Helm's Deep, and so yeah, yeah, this this more than settles it, my friend. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I think it's fantastic because it is something that's probably he's kept it very precious and stuff. And he's sure. going to share. Sure. Well, what's neat is that they say. Um, right before that, I love this bit here. We shall share. We are, we, we shall have to share pipes yeah. as good friends must at a pinch. At a pinch, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. which is fantastic. Old it's Bill great, Joe man. is sharing his pipe out here. That's uh, right. You know, we were having a I good could time. Use a little smoker. I could pipe too. weed myself right now. I really. Mm, we both could. Yeah, we? we could. Yes, we could. Yeah. But um, uh, so Legolas, though, um, you know, he wants to. Uh, <laughs> he wants yeah. to. Yeah. Go back into the open air and see this what's the wind in the sky. This is too much of a cave for him, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. See what the sky are doing. Yeah. Uh, and and so Aragorn heads out that way. Yep. And I'm imagining, did they sit down to eat here? Did they, you know, you know, was there, right? I mean, they go yeah. in here. I, I I'm imagining that some of that is they're pa- I'm out, they're talking, passing around sure. provisions, perhaps. You know, so they're probably just so excited to see each other too. Oh know, yeah. It's just a, a little commotion. I mean, did they go in? And forget to even eat. They got the pipe weed and they went back outside. Did they bring food with them? I mean, I don't know. Right. I don't know. Maybe. Right, yeah. So what's this whole bit here about... Uh, they're, they're, they're kind of joking, aren't they, about the whole, uh, look, Strider has come back type of thing? You know, did you notice that? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, where's that part? Yeah, yeah, yeah they say, um, oh, gosh. Uh, we will sit on the edge of ruin as Gandalf talks for a while busy. Uh, I feel a weariness such as I have. So, yeah, Aragorn's talking about feeling... Uh, feeling tired, you know, he's tired. And he needs a good rest. Right. Uh, he wrapped his gray cloak about him, hiding his mail shirt, and stretched out his long legs. Then he lay back and sent from his lips a, a thin stream of smoke. And I think that image is conjuring up Strider from the prancing pony. Yeah, yeah. Right? He's back in that cloak. Right. You can't see the mail. You don't know that he's this giant warrior. See his long legs. Look, said Pippin. Strider the ranger has come back, and I, I underlined and, and hearted this next line. He has never been away. Said Aragorn, "I am Strider and Dunedain too, and I belong both to Gondor and the North." So interesting little concept, right? We've we've seen these glimpses of him at the beginning. It was it was mostly Ranger, and then glimpses of him being the king. Yeah. Now it's like we're getting all this imagery of him being full king, you know, ast- being astounded by his his glory, and we're getting glimpses back of of the Ranger he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's saying, "I'm both." Yep. I'm both Ranger and king at yeah. all times. Like how how cool is that? Well, that's why I love the guy, man. He's so complex, yeah, and he's yeah. he is this dude who has every right to be arrogant and a jerk and all powerful, and that's not who he is. Does that just give us all the liberty and the right to just be, you know, who we are? Who we are? Preach it, baby. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And just uh, Absolutely. let's just be ourselves, okay? Strider and Aragorn. That's right. Yeah, yeah you can be both. That's right. Uh, so yeah, now they, they sit there, they smoke for a while. They, they actually sit yeah. down and, and, uh, share a good smoke and in silence, right. Mm-hmm. Which I think, uh, that's just a good moment to me. I like, mm. like those moments happen so quick in text, but I, I, I imagine they sit there, you know, for a while it says, yeah. you know, for a while and, and the sun shone on them, uh, and they're just in each other's presence. You know, you don't always have to say something. Mm. You can just enjoy it. Mm. Um, let that sink in, look around. Nod at each other, grin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. Am yep. I wrong? Am I being Absolutely. weird? I mean, no, no. Uh-uh. I, I think that's where it's at. You know. Yep. And probably, so. it'd probably bring back memories from them when they were, you know, when they when they left from Rivendell and they're on this quest together. I'm sure there was a lot of downtime. Yeah. They were just sitting around and right. 
It had to be, had to be quiet right. because if they were too loud, they'd draw attention. And now they can act like fools because they're on a you know battlefield of victory, but they're still just quiet. You know. And, and here's a question: the this power is, of silence. This is getting down to friendship too. Have you ever been uh, around a, a group of like new people and you feel like you have to be on? Oh yeah. Yep. On yep. all the time, like you got to earn your friendship. Yeah, type yep. of thing, and mm-hmm. and I think it's um, it's really something when you can just sit with a friend and just be quiet, mm-hmm. and just we be, don't know what that's like, but well, we <laughs> yeah, we, we talk a lot. That's all we do is talk. Uh, but no, I feel like I feel yeah. comfortable. We get done, we go crash in the living room, oh, times and we right. put TV on, I and did. we just don't talk. And you're like, "Is you still awake?" Yeah, and I just we're just there. Don't respond. Right. We go by the fire and just sit there. Cause I'm asleep, you know, yeah, right, right. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we just, we just, we just enjoy it. So I think that's a, a true testament to their friendship also. Yeah. Very, very comfortable. Absolutely. And it's just sort of a, a little moment that they share. Yep. But now come, uh, it's time, you know, time wears on, uh, the mist are blowing away and it's time for a tale. Right. And, uh, Pippin says, well, mine begins with me being strung up in an orc camp. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you know. And we get a little uh, clarification on how long it's been exactly and what day it is. Right. Um, so. Fifth uh, of March? Yeah. Yeah, because Pippin says, what is today? I don't even know. And Aragorn informs him. Pippin uh, made some calculations on his fingers <laughs> only nine days ago, which is also trippy to think about. Yes. You know, we started reading this how many weeks ago, yeah. right? Yeah. And we've literally traveled, you know. Man. A week and a half. Is this chapter nine? I think it is. It's chapter nine. Uh, so just chapter a day almost. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking. I mean, not really, but yeah. Well, not yeah, not right. exactly, but close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just interesting. It's crazy to think about. Right. It seems out. like so much longer, doesn't it? Yeah. Especially when you think about the films. It feels like there's so much time in between, um, you know, getting to Edoras and then the battle for Helm's Deep and then how long did Entmoot, you know, Entmoot feel, felt like it took forever. It didn't. You know what I mean? So right. to think of it in terms of just nine days, it's crazy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. So now, uh, Aragorn brings up a couple of things that they, um, as they're telling the story, going over the times and things. And they don't want to get into detail about it either. Not really. Not pleasant stuff Actually, to talk about. Surprisingly, they, they, they kind of, um, let's see. He says, I reckon that uh, three very horrible days followed. Mary will correct me if I forget anything important. I'm not going into details. Yeah. The whips and the filth and the stench and all not of that. Worth remembering. It, yeah, it does not yeah. bear remembering. Yeah. Uh, and I think... That says something too, you know, like some of those, I don't know. It's, 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 it's the nature of hobbits too. The idea that like they can probably remember, uh, certain sunrises or certain, you know, moments of quiet, like they just had, mm-hmm. uh, in great detail and can, mm-hmm. and Pippin talks about the eyes and looking into, you know, tree, Treebeard's eyes. And we had, what's great is you get a connection here, uh, mm-hmm. to him trying yeah. to explain them, explain it and right. can't, but then years later, he's still trying to explain it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and but it's very vivid in his mind, whereas yeah. this well, and it's a, and it's a bad stick. memory too. You don't want to relive that, right? You want to yeah. just it happened. Let's move on, right? Don't really want to recall being tortured. So yeah, for sure. So yeah, yeah. Um, so he gives them back their swords. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah talks knives. about the yeah. the brooches and the brooches, <laughs> and they're good. They're, you know why I say both of those because I don't even know anymore how to say it. I think it's brooch, but I always say brooch. It's okay. Uh, it's just, it, it's a coom. It's a coom. So. Uh, <laughs> anyways, so yeah, they, they, they I, I think it's story. Yeah. That little comment too. Pippin says it was a wrench to let that go. Talking about the, the brooch. Yeah, brooch. Yeah. Uh, but what else could I do? Mm-hmm. And Aragorn, uh, pretty cool. He just says nothing else. 
one who cannot cast away a treasure at need is in fetters. You did rightly. Mm-hmm. So just, I don't know. I think about that, that you could blow that, that comment up and, th- and talk about that forever too. Just, you know, if you can't get rid of something, you, uh, something you value deeply, then mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're stuck. You're doomed. You're, you're enslaved. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, that need drives that right. Crazy thing about it, it, Here's something that I, and it I, saved him in the end, man. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Yeah, it did. Um, yeah. So, so real quickly, here's something that I kind of noticed, uh, that was interesting. And I'm going to skip a little bit about, um, you know, the orcs and the dark Lord and all that. Cause mm-hmm. unless there's anything you want to talk about there. No. Um, yeah. we, we kind of covered that uh, a couple weeks ago, but they're trying to time up Gimli, uh, you know, looking at, um, when he saw that old man yeah, and when he saw possibly, you know, Saruman, Saruman. and Gandalf hinting at mm-hmm. that. And I think it's interesting just to see how close he was man, to being, to, to, to catching all of them or to being, you know, you know what I'm saying? Because even like Pippin, and they're so, saying, well, that was five nights ago. You know, I, I do have a question. I do have a question. Okay. If that really was, I'm not even convinced that that was. Me neither. Saruman. Me neither. Uh, unless his power was so dwindled at that point, which doesn't really make a lot of sense. Why wouldn't he have done something? Uh-huh. Could he not have done something? Um, are the three of them too much for him to handle? doesn't seem like that. Well, Aragorn maybe, but it doesn't seem like they would be. Why would he just show up and vanish mm-hmm. and not... I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it seems yeah. like if, if it was Saruman and he stumbled upon him, he wouldn't let himself be seen by them. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Um, but is well, it just Gandalf saying, you know, that wasn't me, but it really was him? Kind of like how, you know, he orchestrated the Hjorns, but that wasn't really his magic. Yeah, right. You know, I mean. Well, the other thing I thought of, too, is. Left is, the mystery, I guess. Yeah, is the idea that um, maybe he's dodging what is in Fangorn. Maybe he is dodging some of the ints or what have you and mm. he knows that relationship has turned a little bit sour very sour okay you know maybe yeah. i don't know i'm yeah. just thinking yeah maybe he couldn't you know pass it's interesting here though isn't it yeah you know i mean it's like hmm. i know that's why i was noticing i was like boy they're super close there and that was like yeah. everything was really coming to a very tense moment God, i can i can um, that moment yeah that's one of those moments too that it's not in the film but i can man i can visualize it yeah it is a lot going on and i can go back there and i can just what an eerie experience that would be Mm-hmm. And how, remember how they were just silent and they froze. Yeah. Yep. What is that? And then just yeah. gone. Yeah. And no explanation. Wow. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, all right. So yeah, they, they go on. They talk about their time with uh, Treebeard and what mm-hmm. an interesting... They talk about the nature of Ents a little bit and yeah. and their their night with Quickbeam and, and, yep. and staying there and um, how the Ents suddenly blew up and they, yeah. they started this marching, you know... Um, chant right so that so they could they he says i wish you could have heard their song as they marched yeah and the forest yeah i love i have that underlined too the forest had felt as tense as if a thunderstorm was brewing inside of it like and then you said then all at once it exploded which we we got um we got that sensation reading through it but it's interesting to hear it just kind of condense into a couple sentences yeah, and then I think it's even more powerful that way. You're like, man, it really was. It was just like this brooding, and then all of a sudden, you know, they they heard them coming first, right? Just this pounding, and then boom, they were there, and they were swept away. Like, what an what an incredible, man. Yeah, it is experience, right? Thrown right, right on on their shoulders, and and away they go, and marching away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which well, they they called it at the time what possibly the last march of the end. That's right. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so the the um, the the song or the chant um, that's heard there is um, let's see here, 
Though Isengard be strong and hard, as cold as stone and bare as bone, we go, we go, we go to war, uh, to hew the stone and break the door. Yeah, no? dang, bro, and that they did. They did. I mean, it's 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 amazing too when you when you look at when we get to the part where they how they can you know just tear the earth and stone and manipulate you know nature you know things into the yeah it's fascinating the the one point i just don't want to forget it the one point too like where they're so enraged that they're throwing themselves into into orthanc and not even realize they're so pumped up they're not even realizing they're hurting themselves yeah bruising themselves yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. like cutting through their bark uh like they're so angry right um which is really remarkable when you think about it. I think it just speaks to the treachery of Saruman and what happened, right? Because yeah. these are creatures who they're not hasty. Yes. Even even we, you know, when we're when we're voyaging with them from Entmoot to Isengard, they get a little ways out and they start to be a little more. They're like, hmm, okay, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we can't get. What was the word Treebeard used? I can't remember. But he was like, they weren't quite as jacked up as they had been. <laughs> You know what yeah. I mean? He was like, we're starting to lose it. Let's lose our, our, I don't care. What, well, what I think actually it? even too, like we'll, we'll get into it. There's a bit that like they set up shop. I mean, that those 10,000 were there when they yeah. show up. At- Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code champion and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, when you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code champion and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Actually, yeah, like they're there. Yeah, right. which I didn't realize. Um, yeah, the ends get there kind of a little quicker, and they set up shop. Yeah, uh, so we're actually so the nature of that's right. Um, that's right. Of uh, Hjorns, they they talk about the Hjorns a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And just sort of they came with them, and that was sort of out of the corner of Pippin's eye. He's like, "What? Yeah. What is that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? He's like, they move actually rather quickly. Yeah, and you wouldn't even know it. And what was amazing is that it's described in in the in the book as when they move, it's almost like the sound of rustling leaves and, and wind. Can I tell you what I envision on my head? And this yeah. might be totally wrong. But then when they're talking about this, they're, they're describing like kind of the cloud or the haze that's in the area when they're moving. Yeah. And then also that sound of rustling leaves. I just imagine like all these roots, like tentacles, yeah. just pulling in and out of the ground, like feet shuffling, like yeah. kind of almost crawling across. And because they're going in and out of the ground, this dirt cloud. I almost envision him like like freaking um, what's oh. it, what's he called Pigpen, Pigpen yeah, and yeah, Charlie yeah. Brown just like that. Surrounded that's what that haze cloud. is. It's yeah. just this microscopic dirt that their their roots are moving so quickly. They might not be like flying fast, right. but they're they're moving so quickly that there's just this haze around them, right? And then that that sound of leaves is rustling and well, yeah, and, and it's I, just cool. It imagine. is now. It's really cool because I was imagining to picture in your head for a second, mm-hmm. um, a couple hobbits just standing in, let's say they're in a wood. Uh, but there's a grove, and yeah. so they happen to be out in the middle of this sort of opening area. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the Huorn that is behind them, about 20 yards, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's there, okay? And and they are, their backs are towards it, right? Right. And you hear a rustling of leaves and yeah. wind. And could you, and now I'm seeing, like, let, let's say I'm standing, you know, uh, with the ring on, and I'm looking at my two friends, mm-hmm. and over their shoulder, I see this tree moving. Towards yeah. them, and yeah. then in their minds, they look back, and, and, and it's still when they look and they see it, yeah. it stops moving, and yeah. they're like, "Was that not just twenty yep. feet back or something?" Yep. Thirty. That's feet back? a perfect visual, right? And, and it's sort of like yeah. all of a sudden, like it's something that was. Wait a second, that looks a lot closer than, it, than and you have than no idea it how it got there, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's sort of like that's what happened. They just magically almost kind of appear there. I mean, they are moving, ghost-like, but it's almost. very uh, deceptive. Yeah, it's yeah, very yeah, yeah. Um, cloaked in some way. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, super cool. So yeah, he uh, Pippin kind of explains too that the Ents call them you know, you know the Hjorns in uh, short language. Yeah, uh, Treebeard won't say much about them, but I think um, that they are Ents that have become almost like trees, at least to look at. They stand here and there in the wood or under the eaves, silent, watching endlessly over the trees. But deep in the darkness, uh, darkest dales, there are hundreds and hundreds of them, I believe. So and that's what you articulated so back, so well, way back in, in the chapter Treebeard. Yeah. When he was talking about some ants have gotten more tree-ish. Yes. It's these, it's these horns. It's the, and, yeah. and then they yep. kind of explain that perfectly here. Which, yeah. It, yeah, it's cool. It's cool to kind of understand, um, yeah, that, that evolution and, and yeah. why they're able to kind of, because they are, yeah, it's, they're, and that's they're why, in between. Right, and know? that's why there aren't as many. True Ents, right? Isn't that what uh, yeah? Is that what Treebeard calls it, or or what uh, one of the Hobbits refers yeah. to them as? That's why there aren't as many of those True Ents to march. When, but isn't it amazing how these Shorns they still play a massive part? Oh, huge! Uh, so oh, I mean, that, and again, that like the treachery that that went on. Yeah. And so, what your point later 
makes me think that that may even be more true because yeah. they were able to they mobilize these horns. Yeah. Right. A forest move. An understanding of yeah. what that the greater thing going on. What's here. going on? Yeah. Which, yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Coming up, we're going to talk about that. Um. So yeah. So 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 they talk a bit about um, you know why they're called. Um, he says they, they still have voices and can speak with the ants. Mm-hmm. This is why they're called Hjorns. Treebird says they have become queer and wild, dangerous. I should be terrified of meeting them um, if there had been no true ants yeah. about to look after them. Right. So yeah, they've, they've kind of gone. They're wild. They're wild. Yeah. They're, they're something else, you know? Yep. Um, so he explains how they, they crept down into the wizard's veil and um, they set up shop, really, right? So they're mm-hmm. kind of, uh, it was dark. It was a cloudy night. Mm-hmm. Uh, they moved with good speed and surprising speed, actually. And again, uh, I love this. So as soon as they left the hills and made a noise like a sound of rushing wind, mm-hmm. uh, the moon does not appear through the clouds. And long after midnight, there was a tall wood all around the north side of Isengard. Yeah. There was no sign of enemies uh, nor any challenge. There was a light gleaming uh, from a high window in the tower, that was all. Yeah. Um, Super eerie. Yeah, and so they just kind of, you know, sat there, Treebeard and a few other ints crept on right around to within sight of the great gates. Pippin and I were with him. We were sitting on his shoulders. I could feel the quivering tension uh, in him, but even when they were roused, ints can be very cautious and patient. Mm-hmm. They stood still as carved stones, breathing and listening. So there's that, you know, I mean, a calm before the storm. They're even able yeah. to kind of, you know, um, they know how serious the moment is. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so now but this is where I was sort of like, so then all at once there's this tremendous stir. There's trumpets blaring. Yeah. The walls of Isengard echoed. We thought we had been discovered. Yeah, like they were caught. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, but nothing of that sort. All of Saruman's people were marching away. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. So, so they're right there at that at that moment. Yeah. And they counted some near what ten ten thousand. Um, yeah. yeah. They kind of describe what these men look like, and this is your connection right. back to Bree. Yeah, it was really cool how they could. Uh, and this is kind of hard for me to visualize. I'm not sure if if it's because the light was so bright, or because they were they were just right there. They were so close. You th- yeah. Is that what you take it as? Yes. Like they were just, and because what well, we learned later too, how how silent. And how stealthy the Ents can be. Yep. And these Hjorns, that they're almost overlooked. Well, they are virtually overlooked. Yeah. And so that this is why they're able to be so close and get such a good eye, uh, eye view of what's going on. But talking about Saruman, he emptied Isengard. Uh, most of the, of the um, army leaving were ordinary man, men, uh, rather tall and dark-haired and grim, but not particularly evil-looking. So talking about the Dunlanders there. Yeah. Um, uh, but there were some others that were horrible, man-high, but with goblin faces, sallow, leering, squint-eyed, which takes us back to someone we've seen mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. Do you know they reminded me at once, at once, very interesting to think about, of that southerner at Bree, only he was not so obviously orc-like as most of these were. I thought of him too, said Aragorn. We had many of these half-orcs to deal with at Helm's Deep. It seems plain now that that southerner was a spy of Saruman's. But whether he was working with the Black Riders or for Saruman alone, I do not know. And Aragorn goes on to talk about it's hard to tell with dark powers who's in mm-hmm. league with with each other. So it's just really interesting to tie that back to and it almost kind of changes the way I think of what Urukai look like. You know, they're very oh, like yeah. they're very monstrous in uh they're I think they're they're definitely more orc in yeah. the movies than yep. they are I don't look at I don't look at uh you know Lurts and go, hey he looks like a dude. 
I think right. no, he's like this this mega buff orc. Yeah. Right. And so it's just really yeah, interesting to think like, you know, they were more reminded of this squint-eyed southerner in Bree, who didn't stand out that much. He just mm. kind of creepy looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they were more reminded of him than any orcs they had seen. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, absolutely. So, and that they were, you know, these Urukai, these orc men, whatever, the crossbred, crossbred creation of Saruman, were not that different from the Dunlanders that were marching. Yes. Yeah. So, really, really interesting. Kind of changes the way you, at least for me, changes the way I look at, uh, you know, the depiction of Urukai. Yeah. And I get it. I could see him smoking a pipe now. You know, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know what it's in. What's in it? No, it's probably something really nasty. Heroin. But um, <laughs> I, I hope not. Okay, maybe. Hey, that's just a female hero, dude. Come yeah, on. exactly. Um, uh, no, but so I don't know. Yeah, I was I was struck by their description too. Yeah, you know, just really interesting. What do you think about the Ents too? We always I always think of the Ents being like the same. They're not. Not v- at all. Pippin's very much like they're very unique and different, yeah. except for in the eyes. Yeah, which you is know? which is a cool like common factor. Yeah. Um, uh, and what part of the reason they they must have they guessed it must have been ten thousand at least was it took an hour yeah to pass out of the gates right that that group so it was just it was a massive uh, huge amount of people so yeah exactly. singing harsh voices laughing making a hideous din uh, yeah. yeah but old old, old Treebeard though his business is with Isengard, Isengard. we're know? staying here lads yeah right. I yeah. mean so they're shirt up and uh, ready but to it go was, it's crazy to think how how um how much danger those orcs were in right they didn't even know it and they and, and the danger was what was awaiting them but yeah. it was more so what was following them yes that too yes cuz cuz you know the the ents stay in isengard but it talks here almost immediately the horns followed south yes they yep. followed them the whole way dude yeah like that's crazy to think about i know <laughs> it is awesome man well and, and so now once saruman had sent off his army right um it's it's their time, so yeah. you know they they kind of move. Um, they're calling for Saruman, and there's no answer uh, except for arrows and stones from the wall. And this is kind of a neat little bit on on the on the hide or the skin or the you know um, I guess sort of just what an int can take. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's going to take a lot to sort of bring down an int. I mean, High not, threshold it, of pain, man. right? Yeah. Arrows aren't going to work. You right. know, poisons. Um, uh, it would take Axes. a lot. Of, a lot. It would. Yeah. There is no. Yeah. No regular axe. I mean. Right. Gimli can't walk up to one of these guys and just you know cut them down. Right. That's not going to happen. Nope. So I thought that was interesting, and they're they're very destructive. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So they 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 get a bit hasty. Yeah, they know? do. <laughs> and uh, uh, an angry int is terrifying. Their yeah. fingers and their toes just freeze onto a rock. Yeah. The descriptions here are great, aren't they? Yeah, and they tear it up like bread crust. Man. Um, you know. It was like watching the work yep. of great tree roots in a hundred years, all packed into a few moments. Yeah, amazing. Which, you, if you've ever seen those time-lapse videos where roots are piercing stone or they're, or they're you know, they, they split stone, yeah. uh, it happens. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It's, it's kind of yeah. radical. It really is. Yeah, it really is. And the perfect visual, too. So. Yeah. Um, and, and they pretty much say, like, in five minutes, they had the, the huge gates yep. lying in ruin. Five minutes. You know, uh, they they think, you know, they're not really sure what Saruman was thinking, but... Uh, well, he didn't have a plan for the ends, did he? No. No Didn't plan. know how to deal with it. Uh, you know, he says, I, I think uh, he has not much grit, not much plain courage in a tight place without a lot of slaves and machines and things, if you know what I mean. Very different from old Gandalf. 
Yeah. So talking about Saruman's power, power lie in great deal or in great part to who he had suppressed underneath him. Yeah. He relied on that servitude, uh, and his his words was his words were how he obtained that power, right? Right. Or in I even read it as too like even in his cleverness in like uh, creating trinkets or machines and mechanisms, you know, and things. Yeah, like that, that too. Yeah, that, that too. Sure. So so he's really without that doesn't have yeah. much to stand on. And, and whereas like Gandalf just has such a different type of power, more in tune with nature. You know, and the animals, and and uh, you can call lightning down. Just different things. And look at it this way, all right? Gandalf stood alone against the Balrog. That's right. Saruman would not be able to nah. do that. Nada. Not uh-uh. be able to do that. Now they say what's interesting is Aragorn goes on to kind of talk about his his fame and his knowledge and and, and um, his yeah. skill and his well, power. Well, because because uh, is it Pippin or Merry that's talking? Kind of kind of questions that. Says you know, yeah. I, I wonder if he ever really was that clever. You know, or if his fame was uh, mainly due to his cleverness in settling at Isengard, you know, building that sure. fortress. Mm-hmm. And Aragorn, yeah, like you said, goes on and says, no, he, he was once very powerful. Yeah, and, and yeah. really the only people who, you know, that he, that he, that he couldn't bring under his will right. uh, would be someone like Gandalf, Galadriel, and yeah, Elrond. The, the White Council, yeah. right, yeah. Uh, but even, even, you know, for many years, he did deceive yeah, them, man. actually. And so that does sort of show his... Um, the power that he did possess there. Yeah, so for sure. Uh, so there's that, but uh, the ints um, as, as all this is kind of un- unraveling and they're fighting and things like that. Uh, they actually let the, the men are rushing out. Some of the orcs are scattering some of the leftover, you know, orcs that are there. Um, and then the men, they let go. Mm-hmm. Uh, they question some of the men and they let them go. The orcs, not necessarily. They killed them. Right. Right. So <laughs> I'm just going to be very uh, sorry. It's gone to PG 13 now, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, we're, so mortally wounded. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, so, so it says, I don't think many orc folk of any size escaped, not from the Hjorns. Uh, there was a wood full of them all around Isengard by that time. Yeah. And so you can imagine, they're super ticked about, you know, kind of like Quickbeam, you know, the, the cutting of, of many of their trees and brothers, yeah. and, you know, um, sisters in, in the woods, you yeah. know, that, uh, that were taken down. So We get into something interesting next too, right? Because in the movies, he's... He's up in his tower, right? We're we're used to seeing the films over and over again. Yeah. But Saruman has has a much different uh, run in with the Ents here. He runs. He does. He yeah. flees uh, in a panic, uh, and uh, they kind of surmise that he must have been at the gates when they arrived. Um, that he had come to watch his his army, you know, march out. Uh, when they uh, Ents broke in to Isengard, he he ran off, dude. Mm-hmm. And it's Quickbeam yeah. that sees him and spots him. And I love what he shouts, the tree killer, the tree killer. Yeah. Right? Um, he's a gentle creature, but he hates Saruman all the more fiercely for that. Uh, you know, his people were, uh, we, we talked about that, his people were, uh, mm-hmm. you know, suffered and, and destroyed by orc axes. Yeah. Um, so he uh, moved like the wind when he was roused and ran after Quickbeam. Or I'm sorry, ran after Saruman. There was yeah. a pale figure hurrying away in and out of the shadows of the pillars. This is just a, a beautiful visual. And it had uh, nearly reached the stairs to the tower door, but it was a near thing. Quickbeam was so hot after him that he was within a step or two of being caught and strangled when he slipped in through the door. Mm. So, yeah. Drove him back to Orthanc. Um, uh, and was able to just barely... 
get back into the tower there. Mm-hmm. Who knows what Quickbeam would have done to him? Oh, he, yeah. I Ripped mean, him in half. Yeah. I mean, really. PG-13. No. Up to rated R now. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it, you know, yeah, so he's he's definitely upset there. He just barely gets in, and uh, he actually is able to set up some of his defenses, his devices, right? And Oh, yeah, this was amazing, too, to yeah, think about. It, it looks like... Uh, is it fires is, that shot up from the deep right beach bone yeah. kind of gets caught up in some of that yeah yeah unfortunately so he he um he gets he gets burned up a little bit um quite a bit it was a horrible sight uh and, that, and that, what happened to beach bone that's what i want to know what I was his fate did he die really did he, say did they were they able to you know quench the flames somehow yeah it doesn't it just, say it doesn't say no it doesn't I want to know um, what happened to beach bone it might say lit. I don't think it does, but I, I don't. Uh-huh. It leaves it up in the air. Yeah, uh, that definitely upsets and and the ends. Um, yeah, they start going nuts, don't they? Yeah, they really they really go after it. So it, it said, uh, you know that that uh, Pip Pippen says that Mary and I thought that we had seen them rouse before. Yeah, but it was nothing like what was coming now. Right. You know. Yeah. Well, to see one of your own, I yes. mean, like 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 any time you would see someone else hurting in that moment, and you and you know the cause of it. You're yep. going right after it with everything you have yep. to stop it, you know, so. It's where they start throwing themselves up against Orthanc, right? And and it's such a hard rock that they're injuring themselves. Don't even realize it. They're mm-hmm. they're cutting into the, you know, they're, they're bruising themselves and wounding themselves against it. And it's yeah. Treebeard who has to kind of calm them down. Right. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting, too. They talk about the wizardry in the rock, mm-hmm. that, that uh, Orthanc, it might be, it, it's older. I mean, it's something that mm-hmm. was predates Saruman, and it's a, mm-hmm. uh, has some magic, uh, you know, some spell work in uh, its stone that uh, is older than Saruman. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's 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 a reason they can't uh, crack it, yeah, necessarily. So, uh, yeah, but the, but they um, so Treebeard gets wise, yeah, as you say, and he kind of mm-hmm. holds everybody back, and he knows it's important that they don't go too crazy. They had they had borne a lot of holes into the tower and into, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, they're causing a lot of destruction. He yeah. doesn't want in the chaos Saruman to bolt sure to yeah. get out you know yeah. and so he kind of uh they set up shop they set up watch they kind of uh you know i i, I imagine like kind of surround the tower in, in, in a sense yeah and uh, isn't it when they first show when they first ride up isn't it quick beam just standing still as stone mm-hmm. right there like on, on guard kind yeah. of yeah you know which yeah. i thought was cool to think about that was the uh, last chapter i think and i uh, i thought is he he's still standing over there just yeah. you know guarding the way Pippen talks about they're they're like invisible yeah, they stand mm-hmm. so still you can't even see where they well, are. They didn't notice that when they when uh, Thaden and right. those guys rode True. up, they had no idea. Right. Um, and even it seems like even uh, Mary and Pippin mm-hmm. don't know like they, they know what they're looking for. You know, they they're invisible even to them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So our story kind of continues on. So every now and then they could hear um, this distant rattle and fall of stone, thundering sound. So what they're hearing, um, so so they're looking for. Well, okay. First, first, the hobbits are looking for something to eat, right? Mm-hmm. So, so we're following Merry and Pippin, and they're kind of walking mm-hmm. around. That's right. Uh, and they, they're, they're, you know, charged with kind of watching and waiting. But um, it was the battle that they heard. You know, they heard and they saw remnants of sort of um, the battle that was taking place over at Helm's Deep. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they're, they're hearing, you know, various sounds, seeing different sights. Uh, in the afternoon, they walked around the circle and went uh, to have a look at what was going on. Um, there was a great shadow, uh, sh- shadowy wood of the Huron at the end of the at the head of the valley, and another around the northern wall. We did not ne- dare go in, um, but there was a rendering, a tearing noise of of work going on inside. Ints and Hjorns were digging great pits and trenches, making great pools and dams, gathering all the water of the Eisen and every other spring and stream that they could find. 
we left them to it. And so this is where, you know, you, you get that big flooding scene. Um, you get them actually what's like in the film, they're tearing down a dam that, right. that Saruman, Saruman had made, had built, right. but now they're just redirecting, uh, you know, the river to, to kind of wash this fire and this yeah. flame and to, and to cleanse Isengard. Yeah. Right. Of its filth. Right. Yeah. That's a great image. I just saw what you put in there. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Well, I just got kind of curious. I was like, you know, I, I really I haven't really researched mm-hmm. or think before or or thunk, yeah. as Grimma calls it. Yeah. And I didn't realize it was built by the Dunedain. Oh, cool. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that kind of ironic too? Yeah, that's cool. Right? I was actually, as we were talking about the stonework there, I was going to go there's just myself. Dude, but, there's so much to, yeah. to research and learn about. And yeah. that's why I love it. I, it's almost kind of, I don't know if it's like subconsciously intentional that I don't explore all of it because I want to leave a little something for mm-hmm. the next time too. Yeah. You know, it's just, that's the cool thing about Tolkien. You can do that stuff. Yeah, you can. You, know, you can. Yeah. Look at the, look at the, so I'm get look at the devices too. Uh-huh. Saruman's device is blowing up there. All that fire. Right. Man. Yeah. Yep. I see that. And so that's again, so one of those things they wanted to, is he to, like pulling levers in Orthanc, you think? Maybe. Like pulling levers and switches. I mean, I'm sure he had defenses set up Man. and he runs back to kind of, you know, set those off. What a so. jerk. I know. Um, wow. But yeah, they get the water in there and they get to, yeah, all kind sorry. of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, working in, in, you know, for them. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, let's see. Where else do we? Where do we move on from here? Oh, so Treebeard kind of comes back, has a little discussion with them. Uh, they accuse him of being tired. He's not even close to being tired. He's just, right. uh, you know, hasn't done this much work in a long time, so he's right. stretching out a little bit. And uh, they talk about food and water, and basically how you know he just needs a good, a good drink, and he needs to kind of, uh, you know, get his uh, strength back about him. So, um, and and he's kind of uh, casually. I love this part. He's kind of casually pulling down bits of the wall. Yeah. In a leisurely sort of way. Yeah. Just to amuse himself. Yep. So just sort of, yeah. Just sort of his strength, you know, just right. things he can do. And uh, yeah, they're talking about the water and how it, how it came through. He kind of warns them to kind of get out of the way uh, because the water is going to be foul. It's coming in here to wash, you know, Isengard clean that's to right, kind of man. cleanse it. That's right. And uh, so that's, that's pretty neat. Uh, let's see here. Um, suddenly a great horse came striding up like a flash of silver it was already dark, but I could see the rider's face clearly. It seemed to shine, and all his clothes were white. I just sat up, staring, with my mouth open. I tried to call out, but I couldn't. Man. There was no need. He halted just by us and looked down at us. Gandalf, I said at last. But so, my voice was yeah. only a whisper. Whisper, yep. And, oh, this is great. Did he say, hello, Pippin? This is a pleasant surprise. No, no, indeed. <laughs> uh, he said, uh, get up, you Tom fool of a took. Where in the name of wonder is, uh, in, in, uh, oh, sorry, uh, <laughs> where in the name of, of wonder in all of this ruin is Treebeard? Yeah. I want him quick. Yeah. And uh, so, again, you have to remember, too, when Gandalf left Theoden and he's looking for Erkenbrand and all of those folks, this is the tie-in. He gets all the way to Isengard mm-hmm. and uh, probably knew the stirring of the Ents and what was kind of going on. Mm-hmm. And he's obviously coming looking for Treebeard. And they say, you know, as he's riding up, Treebeard got really still and kind of went into hiding. Mm-hmm. He's right there. Yeah. Actually, which is kind of surprising, right. isn't right. he? Like, the tree, Treebeard's literally right there. Right there. <laughs> and uh, he kind of comes alive. Gandalf can't. Yeah, yeah he kind of comes <laughs> alive for, right. for Gandalf there. Right. So, and he says, I'm glad that you've come. So it's almost like they both were expecting each other. Yeah. And, uh, which is kind of neat. And um, so he says, I'm glad you have come wood and water. Stock and stone I can master, but there is a wizard to manage here. 
Treebeard said Gandalf, I need your help. You have done much, but I need more. I have about 10,000 orcs to manage. So it's kind of interesting. The wizard can wait, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be fine. He's, 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 you know, maybe knows more about the nature of Saruman and yep. uh, you'll be fine. Yep. Here. You've done a good job. Yep. Got him <laughs> locked up. He's a coward. So this is, this is one of my favorite parts of this chapter. And I just for a second want to talk about it. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just the idea that he and Treebeard go off and have a council together off in the corner. Uh, and it seemed to be very hasty to Treebeard for Gandalf was in a tremendous hurry and was already talking at a great pace before they had passed out of hearing. Um, it was only a matter of minutes, perhaps a, a quarter of an hour, 15 maybe. And Gandalf came back to us and he seemed um, relieved, almost merry. And so I wondered what it was that he said mm-hmm. to Treebeard there. Mm-hmm. And I was telling uh, Lane before we started, I, I honestly believe he filled him in on a lot of different things. He, uh, Treebeard kind of comes back and admires Pippin and Merry for not being as hasty as he thought that they were. Because Gandalf... <laughs> Because Gandalf was even compared hasty. To Gandalf, like, compared to Gandalf, right, right. right. I'm thinking that's a lot of info to drop. Yes. On an end. Yes, it is. <laughs> 15 minutes. Well, and, and they were holding some of the important bits back. Right. Again, out of safety, out of necessity, not knowing who this... Mary and Pippin. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still looking after their friends in, in, sure. this, in this way, not revealing uh, sure. what the, the true nature of their quest. And I believe Gandalf tells that to Treebeard. Yeah. I could be wrong. You guys let me know. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I but, hadn't ever even thought of that. That's a, a detail I skimmed right over. But I was just thinking, what, wouldn't it make sense for him to say, if you know the nature of events mm-hmm. and that they're not very hasty, you might need to say, you might need to tell them what's going on. Right. This is about the one ring. Right. And, you know, not just Saruman. Right. But Sauron. Yeah. And sort of we need, you know, this, we've got to quell this up. We've mm-hmm. got to, you know, deal with this situation here because there's much more to go. Mm-hmm. And you need to do your part now. I need the Hjorns here. Please send them. The ring is, well, you know, we're trying to destroy at it. risk, right? Yeah, this, yeah, is, yeah. this is, you know, Saruman was trying to get it, and here's yep. what's happening. You yep. guys have suffered indirectly, uh, well, directly from it. Right. From Your this suffering whole will be even greater. Yeah. Yeah, if, if, if we fail. Yeah. Uh, that's spot on, man. I just thought. I love it. Bring them in. Right. You know? And yeah, that told is, it's a trump card, things. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 let them know this is this is what's at stake. You know, yeah. it's interesting too because you know all the different creatures from you know all the different races were represented. Air quote mm-hmm. at the council. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, Treebeard. Yeah, he wasn't bring there. the ensign right. here. You know, Get now Tom in there. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm done. Sorry. Every episode sorry. we go <laughs> bring old Tom Bombadil. No, back. dude, I think that's a great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's. A great theory as to what he was talking about. I mean, well, why? You're right, and, and and we see we see Gandalf in such a in such haste that he's almost kind of flustered. Yeah, right. Comes up to the hobbits and yeah, he do, he doesn't greet them the way they'd imagine him to. Maybe the, the way the old Gandalf would have. You know, this this Gandalf the White is he's got a mission. Yeah, he's focused. He's hyper focused. He's laser like, and he's coming in here and yeah, he's not gonna he's not gonna dance around anymore. He's cutting to the chase. We've seen him uh, since he's come back. He's much more that way. He's he's not as, you know what I mean. Like he's not mm-hmm. as, uh, uh, I don't know, playing the uh, the whispering game as much as he's just coming out and saying, "Boom, t- the time of need is here. Let's go, let's go." Yeah, exactly, exactly. This is interesting. Did they actually get? I didn't think they got news out of Gandalf, but it says before he went, we got a little news out of him, and it did not cheer us at all. Uh, but for a moment, we thought more about you three. Uh, then about Frodo and Sam, yeah, or about poor Boromir, for we had gathered there 
with a great battle going on or soon would be uh, and that you were yeah. uh, in it, you know, uh, yeah. it might never I mean, come out of it. Yeah, he's saying that they're, you know, this is what they're up against. Yeah. <laughs> right. That, I see. That um, these orcs are marching to your buddies, Aragorn, mm-hmm. Legolas, and Gimli. Right. right. I thought it was interesting, too, just this little part where he says, well, this is hilarious. But Gandalf, I cried, where have you been? Uh, and have you seen the others? Well, wherever I've been, I'm back. Mm-hmm. What a Gandalf thing to say, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I just, I played, uh, I, I played the what if game here for a second. Uh, yes, I have seen some of the others, but news must wait. This is a perilous night, and I must ride fast. But the dawn may be brighter, and if so, we shall meet again. Uh, take care of yourselves and keep away from Morthank. Goodbye. That he very specifically says that. I thought to myself, what if one of these curious hobbits or both wandered closer to Orthanc? Like, what would have happened if the power of Saruman's words would have convinced one of them to, for whatever reason, climb up into that tower, or he drew them in for some other other reason, and they became? I was just thinking about like how crazy would that be if if when they rode up, those two hobbits weren't there at the guard station. Yeah, they go up and they confront Saruman. They talk to Saruman. Yeah, they get a little word from Grima, and they. They realize that the hobbits are up there too. Yeah. Like ridiculous, but no, like but how crazy would that have been? Also, what if they're up there as hostages? Sure. You know? Or or under some kind of magical spell, spell possession. Yes. Yeah. Right? Like Right. That could have been good. There's a reason Gandalf said that. Yeah, don't get close to it. Right. Him. Yeah. Stay away. Well, another thing is too, I wonder if Treebeard kind of maybe he knows the nature of Ents too, and that like Treebeard might not be very clear about this, but they're about to open up a dam. <laughs> And they're about to like let all this water out, right? Right. So, because Treebeard says it, but it's sort of like they almost got caught up in all this, yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah, that's uh, true. So, but yeah, I like the what if though, because yeah, because yeah, I mean, you could see if you're looking for leverage, and you have a hostage up there, and it's sort mm-hmm. of like you leave me alone, or I'm gonna, you know, mm-hmm. kill one of your companions. Well, and we think about too. This was kind of alluded to earlier, right, with the long bottom leaf. That maybe Saruman had a contact in the Shire, or maybe that's in the future, um, and we find out oh, yeah. way later on, yeah, yeah. at the very end, that 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 is true. He does have a contact in the Shire. So just thinking about that too, you know, hobbits are not under, uh, they're not um, protected from his influence. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So just thinking about that too is kind of kind of interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so really, the the next little bit here, basically, the water does come forward and and. Uh, we we get to we understand that mist that we saw mm-hmm. uh, happening that steam that's rising when yeah. when uh, Aragorn and company and and Theoden yeah. are, are are coming up on Isengard so you know that's that's pretty neat uh, yeah to kind well, of understand. we what they kind of mistook is like um some other great evil that Saruman was preparing for them mm-hmm. yeah yeah right so um yeah and then eventually once they're done with that the ants obviously go back and they correct the flow and they sent the Eisen back into its old course because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're they're good stewards. So uh, that was good. Now, since then, the water has been sinking again. There must be outlets somewhere in the caves underneath. And, um, you know, every once in a while, Saruman kind of peeps out of his window. Um, yeah, it's just sort of he's, he's holed up in there. There's really no way of getting out. Uh, and it looks like, let's see. Oh, this is where they kind of talk about spending the night. To, you know, they're just, yeah. this, this long night endured. Sleepless where, night. Yeah, they're out um, at the gate, uh, you know, kind of couldn't eat, couldn't sleep, couldn't, you know. S- says they they felt like uh, at any moment anything could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it seems almost peaceful now uh, after all the turmoil and safer too. Somehow since Gandalf came back, 
I could sleep. Yeah. So that's fantastic. Yeah, so it is. Uh, they, they fell asleep for a while. Gimli refilled his pipe. Oh, they fell silent. Sorry, they did not fall asleep. <laughs> I was like, but they did? What? This is where we get news. This is where they found. Oh, oh Grimma Wormtongue. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's, that's one question that Gimli has. He says, there's one thing I wonder about as he lit uh, lit his pipe uh, with Kinda his forgot flint about and tender. Yeah. yeah. Wormtongue. You told Theoden he was with Saruman. How did he get there? So we get the details here. Uh, pretty much the gist of it is, is that um, he rode up mm-hmm. and didn't see Treebeard or the hobbits there. Nope. Then he kind of pulls an oh crap. And they're like, what are you doing here? Yep. And Grimm tries to like, leave. Well, I, yeah. And then he goes, well, no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a servant of uh, Theoden. I'm coming. Uh, I'm the only one who could get through. There's, there's big old bad guys everywhere. And I'm coming to relay a message to you all. I knew you was here. So just learning about his, you're right. He's kind of like, he's like the poor man Saruman, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Like there's a reason. Yeah. There's a reason he idolizes this dude. Right. Because uh, they have similar gifts, I guess. Mm-hmm. But he's just mm-hmm. not nearly as good. It's like a little kid who's caught being bad. And it's like, oh, no, I was putting out a candy away. I wasn't needing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So that's what. So so what what is. um Shoot. Uh, Treebeard gives him two options, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, well first, what I think is really cool is is uh, Pippin says, you know, he caught this sidelong look. He gave <laughs> Treebeard. And I said to myself, liar. <laughs> you know, he's. Well, that whole story, you know, Grim is talking yeah. over, and I just thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, you know, yeah. that, that Treebeard and him are kind of on the same page. Yeah. You know, you liar, yep. you, you, you know, well, which is neat too. That Pippin. So, what is does that mm-hmm. does that um, speak to his perception? Yeah, or is Grimma that obvious? Yeah, right. I, I think Pippin's pretty perceptive. I think he's pretty. Yeah, he's no fool, man. That's right. He may act like it, but he's he's not. He's got that old took blood. That's right, boy. Yeah. Uh, so then, yeah. Oh, that's right. He he. Um. Uh, what does it say? Uh, um. Is it Treebeard talking to him? Said, "Oh, I was expecting you, Master Wormtongue. Gandalf got here first, so I know as much about you as I need, and I know what to do with you. Put all the rats in one trap," said Gandalf, and I will. I'm the master of Isengard now, but Saruman is locked in his tower, and you can uh, go there and give him all the messages that you can think of. Uh, and this is where Grimma Wormtongue, let me go, let me go. I know the way. Let me go. Let me go, boy. <laughs> Treebeard says, you knew the way, I don't doubt. Which is, that's very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. That You uh-huh. get kind of deep with that one. Right. But things have changed here a little. Go and see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He lets him go, goes to the arch. Uh, you know, following close behind. Let me go, he whined. We're seeing the true character of uh, Grimma here. Yeah. Sounds like exactly how he was when he was uh, kind of thrown out of, of Edoras, well, right? and the, what's neat too is is the option is either go join your true master or wait here wait for, for your other master, and Theoden. Theoden. And, and so the idea is he doesn't want to wait for Theoden because Theoden said he'll kill him. Mm-hmm. You know, right? It, I mean, he gave him. I mean, he, you know, join us, ride with us, or when I find, when I see you again, you know. I don't want to run a Theoden. Uh, so he has to cross the water though, which is really interesting too. You know, he's not going to. Yeah. Treebeard's not going to carry him over there. No. And he says, "I'm going to drown. I can't swim. I can't swim." Uh, and he's Treebeard's like, calm down, dude. It's not that deep. Yeah. Start walking. So they 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 watch him actually walk, and I think it's interesting, you know, that he is uh, he's hesitant to do this, but he does because he knows the other option is is death. Yeah. And he gets as close up to his neck even. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is a crazy visual, but that Treebeard is there close behind to ensure that 
that rat that rat does get in the trap. Yep, and that he's not drowned, mm-hmm. which is uh, interesting because that comes into play later. Yeah, it much does. later. So, yeah. So so yeah, what's where they get a, their their um, task to guard the gate as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I thought it was gonna. So a hand comes out and grabs him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's grabs, right. Grabs they just one spy that, don't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. pulls him in there. So, uh, yeah. I think that's so. We get kind of to the end here, guys. I mean, yeah. uh, they they talk a little bit about Treebeard's yeah direction to to guard the gate to look for, you know, um, their company to kind of show up again, and um, the end's going to tell them you know we want man food for twenty five as we mentioned yeah at the top there and uh, let's see he's oh said, this yeah good well later we get into the the um oh gosh. This is I jumped ahead when I said you know that there was a contact in the Shire. It's it's here towards the end where we learned that mm-hmm. you know it's Aragorn who's kind of wondering like how did this how did this pipe weed get here? Yeah, the, like the, right. the, the date on it, um, right? Yeah, kind of inquiring, yeah, right? Yeah. It was last year's crop, fourteen, yep. you know, seventeen. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's that's pretty neat. I, this is the bit that I thought was kind of funny though. You know, um, he said, uh, "What about drink?" I said to the end. Oh, so yeah. when they're getting food there. Uh, he said, there is water of Eisen, uh, and that is good enough for Ents and men. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I hope that the Ents may have found time to brew some of their, their own draft uh, from the mountain springs. And we shall see Gandalf's beard curling when he returns. <laughs> uh, after the Ents had gone, we felt tired and hungry. Uh, we did not grumble. Our labors had been well rewarded. Uh, it was through our search for man food that Pippin discovered the prize of all uh, of the Fotsum. Yeah. Uh, those hornblower barrels, pipe weed is better after food, said Pippin. Uh, and this is how the situation arose. So, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. And that's when, as you said, they kind of get in that conversation about the, the informant and, and maybe where all that uh, pipe weed came from. So, yeah. Uh, An unsettling tie, though, isn't it? Yeah. Because we knew that the Black Riders were infiltrating the Shire and looking for them, but. That's something we hadn't really thought about. Saruman mm-hmm. having a direct connection to the Shire, because you know he had said before that he, you know, didn't have any, didn't care about the hobbits. They were insignificant, you know, which he yeah. probably still did feel. But to know that he had, uh, it's just unsettling, man. Well, it's I frightening. Got, I got a question. You know, yeah, we we get that line in the film about um, Gandalf smoking too much of the yeah. hobbits. Uh, you know, pipe slowing weed. his mind, slowing yeah. his mind. Yeah, but do you think? Saruman was smoking it too? All day. All day, right? All day, baby. What a hypocrite. Oh, yeah. What I mean, a hypocrite. That's, that's kind of what we're seeing, isn't he? Yeah. The, the, and that he's evil, but only for his own personal gains. He's he's full of hypocrisy. Yeah. Yeah, big time. Oh, um, uh, goodness. Yeah, Some uh, so some cool connections. I actually have a couple. The first one is just, this isn't really a cool connection, it's just observation. But, man, hobbits are such good storytellers. This whole chapter is mm-hmm. pretty much Pippin again, uh, you know, telling the tale that uh, the chunk of time that we kind of missed, mm-hmm. and he does it, I think, almost better than you know a lot. Some chapters where it's Tolkien giving narrative, um, like it's just so interesting how these these hobbits they really are they're built for storytelling. Very interesting. Reminds me of you. Um, he made he made he, he brought forth details that were fascinating he said it in a way that there was a lot of mystery you know like like you said a, a moment i forgot about the white hand snatching grimma and pulling yeah. him in i mean just stuff that uh i don't know it, it, we couldn't get any other way than just hearing it from the hobbits um also just kind of an interesting connection to the title of the chapter flotsam and jetsam which is 
you know, a, a, a term for, um, I didn't know this until I looked it up. Yeah. Unwanted or, uh, useless waste. Right. Pretty much. Um, and how it's just interesting. I think a lot of people in middle earth could see the hobbits that way. Unimportant, small folk, halflings, yeah. even amongst that group of hobbits that Mary and Pippin are, you know, they almost didn't even come along. Mm-hmm. You know, they wouldn't have been chosen by a, a council of, of wise members. Was it, was it Elrond who, who said it would be smart for them to go? I can't even remember way back to that chapter. Who, who was the one who said it would be good for these I two think to it was, go? Gandalf. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, because Elrond's heart was against, you know, the right. the younger of the two. Yeah. Or the, at least the younger, you know, yeah. going. Um, but yeah, it, there is there is some wisdom there's some wisdom in it, obviously. And uh, what's it, just the influence, you know, not being deceived, maybe just, I don't know, their resilience, there's a lot to them. But as you say, um, it's sort of a flotsam, right? Is this, yeah. I just looked it up here, right? People useless. or things that have been rejected yeah. or regarded as worthless. Yeah, useless or discarded items or yeah. objects. And so I think that, you know, uh, many in Middle Earth would look at them as that. And even kind of here, like they're, they're uh, you know, they're out at the gates. Um, they're they're just kind of, kind of there. But their impact on the events, uh, especially like the culmination of how the Third Age is going to end, they're... Yeah. So pivotal, yeah, um, yeah, and underestimated, and that's really that that, that only um, increases their power. It's because Sauron underestimates the power of the hobbits mm-hmm. that this that this that his reign comes to an end. Yeah, um, so it, yeah, pretty isn't it pretty cool amazing. too that like like flotsam. Uh, it, it also means you know the wreckage of a ship or cargo floating in water, washed up by the sea. Yeah, you know, refers to a sunken vessel or yeah. su- a sunken area. Um, and I just I'm I'm just like. Tolkien, the dual meaning, the duality, mm-hmm. and, and the word choice, and just all that kind of stuff. It's like, wow, I, you know, is this place rendered, you know, useless now? Yeah. Isengard, this tower yeah. has been defeated in right. a sense. It's a shipwreck type of yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. And then also the connection, as you, as you said, to um, the hobbits is yeah. is fantastic. A little so flotsam and jetsam there. Yeah, and I, I was like, this might be reaching, but I just thought it. It's interesting. It's interesting that we, no, they're under, these, yeah. yeah, the two characters we find, Mary and Pippin, flotsam and jetsam. And, you know, never underestimate the Flotsam and Jetsam because it's what survives the flood. Yeah. Wow. And they're the survivors. Holy smokes. You know, so, well, I don't know. I just think he, I like it. he, the way he lays stuff out, you can interpret it all kinds of ways. And it's, it's a lot of fun. I like it so, a lot, my friend. Yeah. Um, yeah also so. the names of uh, Ursula's eels in uh, Little Mermaid, Flotsam and Jetsam. Nah, really? Yeah. Really? That's cool. Yeah, a little Disney. Hey, by the way, account. I love that you put in. So the so the map that I was looking for a couple weeks ago. Um, <laughs> Sorry, the deepening comb. Yeah, deepening comb. Isn't that great? And then the the yeah. dike there. It, yeah, that fortified wall is what it was. Yeah, yeah. And, and the gore and yeah, we, that, could, we could put that on the page. Yeah, that was what was confusing me. I mean, this mm-hmm. is what's that's what's great. Yeah, so yeah, uh, pretty cool, pretty cool map. Yeah, we'll have to share that with everybody. But yeah, did you like know, his so, drawings of Orthanc too? Yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. I I thought some of those early. Um, illustrations, you know, just from his manuscript there yeah. and things were, were fascinating. Yeah, definitely. actually, look how how rough that looks versus, and look how know. it changes from that manuscript to the one just above. Uh huh. Yep. The difference. Yep. Uh, you know, he was constantly evolving his, 
Yeah. Even even the way he saw it in his mind. I well, think. and it, it's got it's got history to it, and that's his yeah. thing is that he's he's trying he's weaving in. Um, he knows the history mm-hmm. as he's writing this, and he's bringing up these different places that, yeah. that in his mind, like well, like he has. I, I can almost imagine like this tower that was super prevalent, awesome. You know, it was this thing, and it's like over time gets lost, and it's yeah. just a. I don't know. It, it, yeah. And what does it look like when it's when it's worn down and older and stuff? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just true. It, when we look at Weathertop, I think of that uh, often oh, yeah. a lot. But yeah, true that. Yeah. So, anyways, all right. Well, hey, awesome man. Um, that's good. I think that's uh, almost record time for us. So Not bad. That's good. All right, friends. Let's jump into um, the Bywater Post uh, this week. Here we've um, got uh, um, Sheriston actually. So I just um, hopefully I said that uh, pronounced that right. Yeah, you got it. Um, we got a chance to speak with her. Uh, you know, she's been a member of the group here for. For a bit, and uh, has been in uh, on some of our Discord chats. You know, just got to talk with her tonight, and it was uh, a good time. And there's a bunch of uh, confusing, con- complex words in here, so I was going to let Lane read this one. Um, he's, oh, jeez, he's really. I know. I put him I'm on the, the spot, spot there, okay. uh, just because as I'm looking, I'm like, hmm, 15 words I can't pronounce. Me? Are you making fun? My? No. My dear friends, I can't read either. My dear friends, I cannot begin to tell you how wonderful it has been to find this podcast. My dear friend Adrian showed it to my sister and I, and the three of us are going through it together. My life has been troubling as of late, and finding an unexpected podcast was like stumbling upon an entire hoard of gold. To find that its dragon already, to find that its dragon was already slain, and everything is free for the taking. What? Wow! Hold on a second. We need that on a T-shirt. Hold on a second. I mean, that's honestly some heaped up. Pr- and that is, I mean, <laughs> do you do PR, Sheriston? Wow! Seriously. As soon as I heard the first episode, most of my free time has been spent intently reading each chapter and then catching up on your commentary. I am currently on episode fourteen and intend to catch up completely within a fortnight. Wow. Holy smokes. I love for um a love for Tolkien runs in my veins, passed down from both of my parents. My mother read the books when she was a teenager and fell in love, as did my father, although a bit later in life. I read The Hobbit when I was in elementary school, but I was truly introduced to the world of Middle Earth when I was eleven. I remember watching The Fellowship of the Ring for the first time, and that was the end of it. I knew things would never be the same. I can confidently say that Orlando Bloom as Legolas was my first love Same and holds <laughs> Ezra's too, and holds a very special place in my heart. I grew up in a Christian home and my parents encouraged these stories and conversations about the similarities between our faith and how Tolkien's world was influenced by those themes. From the beautiful rolling hills of the Shire to the cold, deceitful betrayal of Saruman and the sacrifice of Gandalf when he slays the Belrog. These tales are full of beautiful metaphors for any aspect of life. Drew that. Uh, I read the books through middle school and high school and would listen to the soundtrack soundtrack as I walked in between classes. I completely immersed myself into this world. When I was 16, my mother started a new dangerous family trend. She bought me my first sword, Hadafang. Uh, from then on, and that's I believe that's Arwen's blade. From then on, each family member acquired a different sword, some multiple. Wow. And, went, and that's awesome. And we're chosen to represent our different lives and strengths and personalities. Wow. My sister has Narsil. Uh, I see her w- with her pale gray eyes and noble bearing as one of the Dunedain race. Um, my brother wields Glamdring. His proper weapon of choice is a staff, much like Mithrandir, and is so wise beyond his 17 years. I myself 
wield Hatafeng. The sword we see Arwen, there you go, mm-hmm. wielding in uh, their flight to the Ford in her film, in the films. Her sword's history goes back to the princess uh, Idril in the fall of Gondolin. Glorfindel protects her and her companions with his life in fighting a Belrog so they may escape. Say it, Ezra. Glorfindel. It's been too long. He is my absolute favorite Tolkien character. My cat is even named after him. What? Hey, could your son be named Glorfindel? Oh my gosh, dude. Glorfindel Kirk. Call you know, him Glory. Every time I read this story, I'm sorry, real quick. I just, I, I, I do this whole, everything she's talking about right here. I love his backstory. <laughs> I just love everything about it. Go yeah, ahead. He's cool. Um, my mother is a true daughter of kings and horse master and is in possession of Herogrim. My father is the only one without a proper sword, but wouldn't hesitate to wield one in defense of those he loves. That's cool. I currently cosplay as Tolkien characters whenever I attend conventions and have found so much joy in being able to portray my love for these characters and Tolkien's work in this way. Just this past summer, my friend Adrian, sister, and I had the great honor of meeting Billy Boyd, as you two did. And we all dressed as elves from different parts of Middle Earth. That's so cool. How cool was Billy, Sherston? Yeah, how cool. Finding your podcast brings us all to a new level, being able to discuss and share our passion of these stories together. I shall read and listen like the wind and catch up as soon as I can. Keep stepping off the beaten path and may the stars shine upon your faces. Magovan and Sherston. P.S. I apologize for such a long message. Don't do that. Mm -mm. And Mm -mm. thank you for putting up with my ramblings. (laughs) Don't, yeah, no, no thanks needed. PPS, after listening to these first 14 episodes, I decided to join your Patreon. I am so excited to support you guys in the months to come and see what other exciting things you do. Well, thank you, Sherison, for your Holy support. Yeah. That means a lot to us uh, and your story. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, I love, love it. The, like the cosplay stuff? That's yeah. awesome, man. And I love the connection of uh, uh, you and your siblings uh, and your mom and your your swords connecting to your personalities. That's, that's deep. That's really cool. That's really... Uh, Tolkien would would love that he'd eat that up yeah. because you know everything was connected and i don't know and yeah, a sword is an extension of, of who you are yeah and is your dad getting a sword soon as what as you yeah. know why does he not have one now that's a good question yeah it's yeah. by choice hey, well here's the thing we got old goldberry to track her down and kind of ask more questions that's don't we? true yeah that's true so that's awesome all right we'll share some thank you so much for sharing yeah <laughs> no that's no, fantastic that's amazing Beautiful. really awesome guys uh don't forget yeah yeah, you can send those uh, Bywater Post stories to an unexpected pod at gmail.com. And yep. we're kind of getting um, getting caught up on those. But uh, this is a bit of a, a shorter week for us. So we're just doing one um, st- story today. We'll, we'll get uh, a couple, two to three in next next week. But yeah, uh, yeah that's fantastic. I love Beautiful. this. I yep. absolutely love learning more about you guys. And I love, you know, just the community, man. Just said it before, say it again. It's our favorite portion of, of every uh, book club meeting is, is uh, yep. Bywater Post. Get yep. to know you guys better. and. Hear your story and get it shared with everybody. So it's pretty cool. Dash. All right. Strawberries with cream, my brother. Which you uh, call me? Who? It, huh? Shimana. Who's your favorite storyteller? You know, we hear Pippin weave quite a tale. Uh, we've heard a lot of people tell stories uh, in this book so far. If you could hear one person tell a good old fashioned tale, who would it be? Real or imagined? Oh my gosh. Uh, fictional hmm. or factual? Wow. Yeah. You kind of caught me um, off guard here. Let me think of some of the better storytellers. You want me to go first? In my life. Um, yeah, you go first and I'll, I'll think about it. 
I've got three. I, I couldn't. Oh, uh, good. I can pick more than one. Right. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't. I, I guess I couldn't. I said, who's your favorite? But uh, favorites, okay. I guess you could say. Um, I love hearing Sarah tell a good story. Um, she just knows how to weave it, man. Goldberry herself. She makes me laugh. She makes me think. She gives me all these details. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you say she remembers the details, too, that you're always talking about. She does. About. Yeah. I, I love. I think my favorite thing to do with her is to... Uh, like look back on memories because like you just said, she always remembers so much more than I do and different things. And so it really, uh, I don't know. It's like, it's like reliving it again. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, yeah, that mm-hmm. did happen. What? Or she'll remember stuff that we've done that I, I don't have any memory of. I blame rugby for a lot of that. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, so anyway, love hearing her tell stories. Love hearing you tell stories because like we talked about in the uh, in the Discord chat before, you have a way of building it up even if it's not a good story. <laughs> and even if it shouldn't be told. <laughs> right. Even if yeah, even if it's not a good story, you make it uh, you, the buy-in is so big that uh, you know, you're there for it. Uh, another one I got to add real quick is Jim Nichols. Uh, yeah. man, oh man, can that dude tell a story? Yeah. And the stuff that's happened to him, I don't believe half of it. But, but I like, miss that. I miss that. To, it has to have happened. So he's a great storyteller, uh, hilarious, uh, and just funny stuff happens to him too. So that that's a plus too. But the way he delivers it, he knows how to milk it. Um, and then actually, our friend old Bill Joe Baggins, I think, is one of the best storytellers around. Uh, uh, his enthusiasm and his energy and the way he kind of, uh, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Delivers a, delivers a tales. Pretty special. Okay. So now those are all people that you know in your life, like personal, you know, people, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm going to give you a second to think about it, but I, I put okay. down two celebrities. I'm going to go for my okay. personal, my personal people in my life okay. who have told me stories. I want you to think of a couple celebrities too. Okay. I'll come right back to you. That I've heard tell stories or that I would like to, or both. Oh, either one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, so for me, one of the best storytellers in my life is my dad and he, we, we used to go, um, gosh, either, I think it was Sundays, sometimes after church, you know, we always have, um, like a dinner over at our house and mm-hmm. stuff. We would invite people over sometimes w- some of the best. That was when we would invite people from, it didn't, it was, it didn't matter who it was. It was like his work friends. It was a mixture of church people. Everybody was welcome to come over and we all pitched in and we made, um, a big Sunday meal and it was just a good time to relax mm-hmm. and, and chit chat and tell stories. Um, and those were great stories that my dad would tell. He told my sister and I, we would go to Pizza Hut, of all places. We'd go to Pizza Hut. We would get a uh, big old, you know, a couple pizzas, sit down. We, mm. was, we were allowed to drink as much pop as we wanted to. We were little. I mean, we were younger. <laughs> and Dad would tell stories. I just, we, I remember laughing so hard. We spit pop everywhere. <laughs> like, he's telling stories that mom's like, you shouldn't be telling them these type of stories yet. <laughs> like, hilarious. it was him running around, you know, during high school, during his years in high school. And it was just him storytelling and it was hilarious yeah getting in trouble and stuff uh, it's cool learning stories about your parents from your parents too, oh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's yeah, fantastic yeah. so yeah uh, even to this day he still tells some good stories he I, it's funny i'll hear a nugget every once in a while about him and mom things i, I never mm-hmm. knew and i'm like come on dad you know yeah give us something he's you doing know? that on purpose man he is he's, he's gonna he's spreading along. those out for the breadcrumbs for a long time yep uh, i have to give uh, another shout out to my buddy matt brady who literally he is a good storyteller can weave a story. And yeah. again, he's sort of like a gym. Half the time it's exaggerated. More than half the time it's exaggerated. Right, right. And it's Is none of it's even true. true. None right. of it's true <laughs> at all. Um, and I yeah. love that. I'm a, I'm yeah. a, I love tall tales. I love exaggerating oh, and, sure. 
and, and making it a, a bit bigger. One thing I think we lost in this chapter, just because you and I, I think when you read it yourself or if you listen to the audiobook, you really get Pippin telling, you know, talking this up. Mm-hmm. You really get more of like him uh, kind of. You're, when people tell a story, their personalities and in, in the DNA of it. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, comes yeah. through there, and you really, you know, it I was mean? actually there. We didn't get into it as much, right. but uh, it's definitely really the way preferable. he phrases yeah. stuff, the way he, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, let's go to you first. So, celebrity, what do you got? You mean? To... Uh, I actually need a little more time to think about. Okay, okay. Here, I'm gonna go over mine. I want then. one more. Yeah, yeah, one more? yeah, okay. Go for it. So, for me, um, the first one is Robin Williams. I yeah. always <laughs> loved him. Fantastic. Hilarious. I listened to a lot of his comedy yeah. and uh, he could always just kind of go from one thing to the next. And yeah, he, he was yeah. more, I mean, it's a, it's kind of a whatever cop out. He's a, he's a comedian. Um, my favorite person here recently to listen, tell stories and mm-hmm. to build things up is Mark Hamill. Yeah. I have never heard someone and, it, and he kind of called, he talks about how, how time has changed. And like when he goes to tell a joke, there is so much build. It's not quick. It's not whatever. Yeah. Like the buildup, the story is you have to, you, you Gotta can't come attention. in. You can't right. come in midway through and, and figure out, you can't get to the punchline and be like, oh, that didn't make any sense. Well, you didn't hear the very first thing he said. Right. You have right. to hear the very first two words. And yeah. then, okay, now it all makes sense. Yeah. So like he would, he tells these stories and I've seen him at Celebration and they used to have somebody come out, Warwick Davis used to come out and like kind of, um, moderate uh his panels mm-hmm. and he was finally like work i love you just sit here and let me tell you a tale like let me tell you some stories mm-hmm. and he would just tell stories for days mm-hmm. so if you get a chance to kind of watch one of his uh interviews or one of his panels he is a fantastic storyteller that's something that like if, if you've just seen star wars and you haven't paid attention to mark hamill off he is yeah. so funny oh so funny dad jokes left such and right. a, yeah he has such a good sense of humor but he he knows he knows his strengths Right, he knows yep. that he's telling dad jokes sometimes. Right, he's just yeah. Sometimes he's funny. Yeah. Um, okay, so my celebrities, uh, I got to go with Jeff Bridges. Mm-hmm. Love hearing Jeff Bridges just tell a story. First of all, his, his voice. voice. Yeah. Uh, he actually, um, man, how many years ago? Two or three years ago, recorded sleeping tapes. Really? Yeah. That uh, when you bought the album, it went to help uh, No Kid Hungry. Mm-hmm. So it would help feed kids that are, um, you know, malnourished in, in America. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but one of the best sleeping aids I've had, uh, haven't used it recently, but his voice is so soothing. Hmm. Even wow. his breathing. I don't know if you've ever noticed, like he, he always sounds like he's out of breath. <laughs> always. Really? And huh. even that I'm like, man, that's really interesting to listen to. But uh, Big Lebowski uh, behind the scenes, he tells stories about his time as the dude mm. and just the, the set. Uh, and the crew and, and mm-hmm. yeah. you know, behind the scenes, just awesome. Another one is Michael J. Fox. I love hearing Michael J. Fox tell the story. Yeah. One of the best gifts I've, gifts I've ever been given is Sarah got us tickets to when he came and spoke in Columbus. It was at the Ohio Theater. Wow. Uh, he uh, came and, and it, it was a lot of excerpts from his book, yeah. but just awesome stories. Uh, he told a little bit actually about a time uh, when he worked for Peter Jackson. Wow. He was in a movie called The Frighteners. And it filmed in New Zealand. And he was talking about, you know, uh, at that time he was a nobody. And he was like, man, I really missed out on, uh, on I, I got him ready for Lord of the Rings. That's what yeah, he said. Yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I discovered this guy. He was warming up. He was so funny. I, he's always, I mean, since I was a little kid, I wanted to be Marty. Uh, as a four-year-old, mm-hmm. I watched Back to the Future and wanted to be Marty McFly. So it was cool to be in the same room as him. And actually, homage, uh, a cool, uh, it's actually a, a nationwide company, but they're based out of Columbus. They make T-shirts. Yeah. T-shirts and graphic 
tees and sweatshirts and stuff. They're awesome. Really cool, unique prints and all that stuff, retro stuff. But anyway, they made a uh, an Ohio uh, three-quarter length sleeve shirt that, um, that he actually wore in uh, family ties. Oh, wow. All right. And so I was I, I saw this online and I bought it. I'm like, I'm going to wear it to this event. I'm going to wear a, a sports coat over top and I'm going to wear the Ohio homage t-shirt. Nice. Wow. He walks out and goes, that's pretty cool being in Ohio. You know, the the, fa- the famous Keaton family there from Columbus. And I mean, I got this shirt and he throws up his arms and he's wearing the same shirt as me. Whoa. With a blazer over top. And I'm like, bro, I'm with one of my childhood heroes listening to him tell his stories in person and we match. And That's... I remember walking out of that place and people were, because people had just been in there and mm-hmm. they're looking at, they're looking at me like, Whoa, my God, he, he's got the same shirt on as Michael J. I think it, under my breath at one point I was like, You're... yeah, he, he told me that he called me Sarah and said I should wear this shirt. So I threw it on, you know, but it was just really cool to hear him tell stories. Yeah. And then another one yeah. is Carl Pilkington. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, he's, what was he? I think he started in radio. And he's done a lot of TV stuff with Ricky Gervais. Uh, Idiot okay. Abroad is is a show he's in. He is just one of the funniest people ever. Huh. And he will take something meaningless and ridiculous and put a spin on it. And you're like, holy crap. Huh. He just blew my mind. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he's like, he really is. He's like an, an, a Buddha of idiocy. Uh, Ricky Gervais calls him the real life Homer Simpson, <laughs> but he's awesome. awesome. I love the guy. So he's uh, a great storyteller. I'd love to sit down and hear him just tell some tales. He'd probably yeah. be annoyed and wouldn't want to do it though. That's the kind of person he is. So. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's cool though. That's but you awesome. have a worse storyteller here. Yeah, dude. Okay. Who does this award go to? So this also goes to my buddy, Tom. Uh, this, <laughs> this goes to my buddy, Tom. He is, and I will, I will let him know you guys. I have told this to his face. I wouldn't do this if I hadn't already told it to his face. My, I mean, he's, a, he's one of those guys, he's like, he can be the best yeah. and then he can be the worst. Yeah. I'm sitting, <laughs> there's been times where we've been on he's different. He's a quiet life. guy too. Yeah. He, he's, Is that part of it? He's better at coming out. Like, yeah, he's very quiet and yeah. like, he just takes his time and it's funny cause he, he'll stop in the, in the middle of a story and just be like, oh dude, just, oh man, <laughs> he just starts like reliving. He's like, wow, oh man, dude, oh, you, oh. Not taking you with him? No, and I'm I'm sort of like, okay, what's going on, man? Like, give me the go, describe it to me. What, what was are happening? You seeing? Use yeah. your words, adjectives. Your Tell words. me what was happening. That's funny. And uh, so he gets lost in his own mind, yeah, kind sure. of thing. And it was it's just so funny. Relives the memory, and, and he also right takes forever, yeah, to get there. It's just so it's so great. So that's awesome. Oh man! All right. Uh, well, hey. Um, Time to share the load, guys, and, and I, I want to make a, a quick little mention here. So we, uh, I sent the uh, newsletter out. You guys can access that. Um, so that's uh, that's up to date uh, if you're, uh, I think it's in our elf tier or higher. Uh, we've had the Discord chats going on. Uh, we've had the appendices and different things um, going on. And, and I do want to let everyone know, you know, that's just another way. That's one way to support Lane and I. And uh, we're going to do what, we, what we're going to do. What, the theme for us here the last this week today, I think, going forward is like just being ourselves and um you know we can't i'm just gonna go ahead and say this man we can't please everybody right and and so you know we are just who we are and it, it's it's optional so um we re- truly do appreciate your support um but you know we we are who we are man and so i hope that's okay with with everybody if it's not that's that's totally cool too but we love you guys from the bottom of our hearts and, and our intentions i think we always have like that we've had such 
I hope you guys know by now, like our intentions are are good. We we want you guys to to feel safe and welcome, and and uh, you know be active in our group and participate. You guys really do bring a lot of joy and happiness to my life, and 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 everything. But uh, yeah. we got we got reminded tonight though that we we started this as two friends. Yeah, we we've got a lot more friends. Yeah, absolutely, and we're very thankful for that. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but we love Tolkien. We love these works, and we love what we do. And um, you know, it does end up sometimes being like a little bit. Um, you said the word work, you know, and mm-hmm. it ends up being kind of like a part time thing. And so, at the end of the day, we just want you guys to know, like, it does mean a lot to us that you guys support us there, yeah. and you send us your stories, you participate. We've got leaders in the group who do all sorts of things on Facebook and stuff like that, but. Um, you know, it's it's just um, you know, it's just another way to support. I guess this is a yeah. way a way I look at it. Like we're we're not perfect. We're not going to be able to hit every single deadline. We're not going to, you know, um, we we do our best. But um, you know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we're and still it's also kind of right. We, we were talking about this today. It's our first too. year learning. I mean, yeah. going through all this too. The, the other thing too is we we uh, we're always been very transparent. We're a couple of hobbits, right? Uh, right. In our yeah. hearts, we're a wizard and a and a ranger, but <laughs> yeah, we know yeah. we're a couple of hobbits and. Uh, but uh, talking about Patreon for a second, it's nothing that we, we ever expect. It's nothing we ever take for granted. Um, and so uh, everything you do for us, we are incredibly appreciative of. But it's not something we, um, you know what I mean? It's not something we, yeah. we, we, no pun intended, bank on. It's not something yeah. we go, well, we know people are going to support us this way. And no, yeah. uh, I don't know. Just it's just just so that you know, we re- really appreciate your uh I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Your generosity, your support. Your support I mean, it's, yeah, like it, it means a lot, guys. It and, does. And, and, and the thing is, too, and, it, and and always feel, too, never feel like you can't, um, like, gosh, we know, man. I mean, we know for a fact, like like like, like supporting a podcast is not always like an easy thing to do. No. Um, we're never going to change the, this is brought to you by so-and-so because you oh, guys, never, huh? you guys do. I mean, we're not, yeah. we don't have ads. We don't do ads. We don't do anything like that. Yeah. Um, it's just all you guys, you know? So yeah. uh, listener supported straight up. It always will yeah, absolutely. be. Absolutely. Uh, because it's just, that's just who we are, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, just keep that in mind. Okay. You know, cause, cause we do love you guys, but, um, we're, we're just laying in as, yeah, we're just laying in as, so we're just, just dreaming about making a podcast, dude, dude. Know, what do you think? I thought they smelled bad on the outside. I can't ideas? believe you. Wow. I do. Uh, I do. I do have a couple ideas, uh, now that we're talking about it. Um, <laughs> here we go. The uh, the useless and discarded podcast. Oh my gosh, Flotsam and Jetsam. Yeah, uh, sharing the pipes podcast. That makes a lot. We could of also sense. be singing on that. We could sharing the pipes, yes. working for the weekend. weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Anything else? Yeah. Um, Gotta get the name right. Yeah. Let's see here, Isengard Business Podcast. Dang man, uh, would that be like? Uh, I don't know. Would that be like financial? Advice for the world of Isengard? It could Maybe. be. Stocks are down. I know that much. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, uh, how about Pinch a Friend podcast? Yeah. You know, pinch a pinch, a you got to pinch a friend. Yeah. Is that a, a expression? Is that why you're so irritated yeah. with me touching you? Is uh, that? You did pinch me once. I yeah. wasn't uh. a fan of it. Well, we're getting close. One of these days, we'll yeah. get the name right and we'll start the darn thing, huh? Yeah, goodness. Yeah, yeah you would think after after a year we'd figure <laughs> something out, but uh, time for some weekly well wishes. Formerly Fortnite farewells. We want to thank you for man just floating along with us. 
our next episode, we'll be slapping in our earplugs as we move on to chapter 10 of book three, The Voice of Saruman. Don't be seduced, friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a shadow fax. We'll see you in a Hobbit fortnight. Remember, Frodo lives. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.